The Russian Capitals are happy to pick Nicholas Backstrom. He's a great playmaker. He has exceptional skill. Alexander Ovechkin is going to love having this guy. And the Washington Capitals are happy to sign Nicholas Backstrom. What it do, DMV? It is episode 37 of Chirpin' DMV. We are back. We're here to talk some caps to get you through the all-star break. But before we get into all that, uh, well, I should say we do have a pretty interesting episode lined up ahead. Uh, me and AB. I'll introduce him now. AB, what's happening? Oh, what's going on, boys? Uh, this weekend I was playing some poker and watching McGregor fight. Oh, how was the poker? Uh, 160 bucks. So uh, that, that'll that get me through uh, gas money for the week. There you go. Until my next paycheck. There you go. Not so bad. yeah, AB, me and him went to uh, Caps practice last week and caught up with Tarek El-Bashir for a nice little 50-minute interview we'll drop today. Uh, KP, he, he's here. How was your weekend? Uh, it was pretty good. I actually caught the fight as well. Good USB card this weekend. There's one, Conor McGregor. Great fight. Yeah. Quick that, fight. Finishes sure. him, finishes Cowboy in 40 seconds. I hate to see it, though, because, like yourself, I'm a big Cowboy fan. Yeah, but, um, uh, dude, rather see McGregor kind of get his career back. Yeah, it's, Cowboy's it's the story arc. Either way. Dude, did Cowboy even care about that fight at all? Oh, he cared, yeah, he cared. but he just got shot. Um, it was just a, such a shot. Shock. Once, dude, he, once he got hit. To me, it seemed like he... Did not give a shit and was like, I'm in this for the money. No, Cowboy's the nah, he, he was the, the sure. one person that I would say is never just in it for the money. He's in it to fight because he loves to fight. I mean, right. he was laughing after the fight. I was like, because uh, he was shocked. I think he was yeah, that stunned he was when like, he did that hell? shoulder move and hit him in the shoulder twice or hit him in the nose twice with his shoulders. Wow, I, don't, I was just uh, yeah. It Cowboy's was weird a badass. I would never not say he's in it just for the money. I mean, Cowboy's the man. But yeah, McGregor, this is a um, it was a great win. This is a story arc that we will see. Uh, it looks like I I would I would put down to say that this might be the best McGregor uh, we've ever seen uh, coming up soon. Uh, he, he's got his life figured out. He's got everything going. He's training hard, and I don't know what's next, KP. Uh, I don't know. I guess man. we'll have to find but, out. Uh, we'll wait and let's see. Let's switch out this UFC talking about being about money. How about your boy Nikki? Yeah, we'll get to Nikki, hey, but before we do all that, that we're back. We'll uh, do a little bit of scoreboard roundup to recap the last three Caps games. So let's get into that right quick. And we're off. Storm warning round four. The Caps host Carolina in the fourth meeting between these two lovebirds. OV rip times two, boys. He flashes by the finish flash. Also number 18, Mussolini. We all know who the greatest eight is, though. Sammy Shutout shows out and continues to make his case for tender number one. He comes up with Michael Jordan amount of saves. Caps weathered another storm two to nothing. Alexander the Great and his army of red soldiers would seek revenge in the New Jersey Persian Empire in their quest for two points. King Alex would assassinate the devil's defense like the baby back bitch Persian army in the Battle of Issus as he tucks three and Caps fans are losing their hats quicker than Ricky Bobby driving with a kilo of cocaine under his car. Hey, Carl, good to see you again. He tucks one and the stake snake strikes for another. Caps win 5-2. The Caps head to the aisle for a showdown in the Coliseum. OV scores another for his three-game goal streak and to tie Super Mario. 
the Isles make a big push and learn how to play pinball. A couple lucky bounces, and they grab themselves a 4-1 to one lead. We're off to the third period, and who's in net? Sammy saves. Who the fuck was that guy that just did the bird celly? Has anyone ever heard of that guy? It's go time for the Caps right now as uh, Hag, Hags will tuck early here. OV puts the Mayflower in a, bl a blender right now Ooh. and passes Mario fucking Lemieux. See ya. Stanley Cup champ Tom Wilson tips an Orlov bomb and Vrana goes top titty tassel and OV buries a back-to-back -back Hattie to tie Stevie Y in the all-time goals list. Five goals in the third period. Caps leave the aisle in a smile with a 6-4 win. And there it is, your scoreboard roundup for the week. So three Caps games we got to cover here. Um, but before that, news and notes. Uh, KP, like you mentioned, obviously the news we have to start with. It's the most important news. It's Nick Backstrom. He resigns uh, last Tuesday morning, the day after we recorded. So back he's back. Five-year, $46 million extension with the Caps. That clocks in at 9.2 AAV. Keeps him here till 2025. Uh, what are our thoughts, AB? We'll start with you. Uh, you know, you got to love the signing. It's Nicky for the rest of his career. Um, honestly, there's not much to say about it. This is what we thought was going to happen. I mean, around we, we figured around $9 million he was going to sign for. Uh, we just didn't really know the term. Um, I think the Caps originally wanted him only for like three years and then re-signed him again for a cheaper deal. But, you know, you kind of got to give back from what he wants. He earned it. Yeah, He's still producing at a very it. high level. He's still first-line center for this team. He's still a leader on the team. Just give him what he wants. Yeah, I mean, I know they threw term. Term was probably the biggest thing. I think he went a little higher, they went a little lower, and then they met in the middle at five. KP, what are your thoughts on Nicky Backstrom coming back? Uh, before you do, though, I let me remind you that he is the only player in the NHL that has recorded at least 50 assists in six consecutive seasons and the only player to record 20 goals and 50 assists in the last four consecutive seasons. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely been a Mr. Consistent kind of guy for us. He's always there when we need him. Um, but I think more or less it's good for the team to get this out of the way early uh not going into like a playoff run with this kind of controversy maybe nikki leaving not that it's even a controversy but the media would definitely make it one so it's good to get it out of the way that's my biggest thing i'm not mad about the five-year term either because i i want him there for five years and i think he deserves a nine yeah for five so no, uh, nine 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 two over five years is very well deserved because we were right. paying him what six seven or something yeah it's and, and that's very low for his caliber of a player it was low but at the time of his signing yeah 10 years ago it's yeah it's still 11.3 percent of the of the salary uh -huh. and that is the same as what he signed for this year so he did it literally doesn't hit like change the salary cap no at all um, Backstrom does have uh, the most assists at 668 uh, since he came into the league in 07, despite ranking 17th in games played in that span. So, Nicky Backstrom, he's back till 2025. Um, we love to see it. It's Nick Backstrom. I don't think there was ever a doubt in anybody's mind that Nick wouldn't be coming back. Right. Um, but the guy that that may affect, Brayden Holpe, so the NHL, uh, they've been doing a little bit of all-decade moments over the past two weeks. Uh, Coach of the Decade, Series of the Decade, you name it. It's the save by Holpe wins uh, save of the decade, Game 2 of the Stanley Cup Final versus Vegas. A lot of complaints online about it. I don't know if you checked comments and whatnot. Uh, I was... I tried to check a little bit. I almost went back and tagged like all those people that I got in a fight with when they said Flurry was better. Yeah, Flurry's is better. And I was just going to be like, oh, sorry about it. But yeah, I mean, 
that's got to be it's, it's not even a question yeah it's just a lot of the replies were well this isn't that good blah 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 it's lucky but think of the circumstance it's game two right caps are they lose game one pretty convincingly it's a weird game it's a back and forth game the only Vegas o- scores that it's a four four game. The only other mistaken. the only other save that I could think of, which wasn't even in this decade, was a flurry one in that Detroit Red Wings series with two seconds left. Yes, in game seven. that diving one. Bull yeah. Bennington had that pretty good one last year in Game Seven where he kind of was sprawled out, crouching tiger, and lifted that pad up. I believe it was I don't to even keep it, it a two nothing game at the time, or maybe it was one nothing at the time. Uh, but that was a pretty big one. Uh, KP, any thoughts on the Holtby save? Can he save of the decade? Uh, I mean, most of those saves, something like that's more of like whose opinion over a goal, I guess. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge, huge deal to me. Yeah, I, I think, but it's cool though. Yeah, it's yeah. our guy, Braden. Um, last Thursday, 13th anniversary of Ovechkin's the goal, as we just talked about the save, the one on his back against the Gretzky coach Coyotes. That was all over social media. I watched that video probably 25 times. Yeah, um, some would say the greatest goal ever. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> I'd I mean, say. I mean, great. A lot of people were saying that in the comments, but again, backlash because Ovi haters. Yeah, I mean, that was just at that time. That was the sickest goal ever. I mean, we were probably like twelve, thirteen, some in that range. Yeah, and, it's and just it was un- unreal that he could do that. Yeah, I mean, the haters will say he got a little lucky. They'll say it's fake. Which he he. I mean, he did get a little lucky. The haters will the, say it's the fake. The goalie, the goalie misplays it. But rewatching it now, it's just wild because he makes the move and then he like bullies the defender off and then still flips around yeah. and I guess for me it. it was always that uh it showed that he he won't give up. Yeah. He won't give up on a play. Yeah, how many times have we seen him score an unreal goal where he's falling to the ice and probably on the ice? He just tries Last to get game. it to a net for like a chance. Last game uh <laughs> Literally, that, the one against the spin around against Montreal yeah, the, off the boards. Yep, the one in the playoffs against Rangers. The, the Rangers. Yep. Like he all of his highlight real goals, he ends up like on the ice and still yeah, scores. For sure. Yeah. So moving along, last bit of kind of caps-related news, and we'll touch on uh, two or three NHL things before we get into our breakdowns. It's Ryan Zimmerman, it's the Mr. National. It's World Series champion. He suits up at Caps practice, goalie gear, uh, apparently fulfilling a bet he made with Backstrom three years ago. So background of that story there. Three years ago, Zimmerman tells Backstrom, how hard could it be? You know, referring to playing Tendi three years later, Mr. National, all nice, taking one-timers from OV, shootouts from Ocean Backstrom. Uh, did you guys see that? What did you think on that? Uh, yeah, I saw it. It was pretty cool. Uh, I think uh, Zimmy said after the game, or after the practice, that uh, he has a newfound respect for goalies if he didn't need to find it before, something like that. Just It's the hardest thing he ever did in his yeah, life. Yeah, speaking of things he said after the, that practice, he, quote, said, I wasn't half a bottle bourbon deep like last time I was on the ice. Right. <laughs> Speaking of that celebration. Yeah, I mean, he's playing it's it's like playing catcher slash first base. Yeah, a couple good on glove ice saves. While trying to keep your balance. On yeah, ice. A yeah. couple good glove saves though. I mean he originally wanted to do it without skates or something, and Backstrom was like, You're insane if you do that. Yeah. Um so moving on from that, uh we have a firing, Gerard Gallant, uh slotted to be the Pacific Division coach in the all star game. Vegas currently wild card spot. They're twenty five, nineteen and seven. But that fifty seven points they have is tied with Calgary and Edmonton who sits second and third in the Pacific. So realistically three-way tie for second in the Pacific what are our thoughts on that kind of kind of shocking I'd say I mean I think I read something today that this is like the first time that Vegas has turned their back on the organization and they're legitimately yeah, pissed the, off the fans were like really pissed off about but it do they understand hockey I'm, yeah that's the question I mean, they're just upset because they're the I guess only coach they've ever they're had is going they're upset because their team uh, I mean their team's doing well their team's they're, doing well yeah, like, yeah. you're kind of like what do you think in there I mean what I mean what why would you do it? I wouldn't have fired him. Right. I yeah. Exactly. I, I, I can't. Right I can't think mad. of a huge reason. I mean, the team's not horrible. They're not in last place. They're gonna yeah. probably be in the playoffs and have another chance. Yeah, they've made 
They've been in existence for two years. They made the playoffs both times, and they <laughs> went to the Stanley Cup final. Do you think this is last George, year, George McPhee's call? I mean, arguably no. last year, they yeah. were one of my favorites to win the Cup last year, too, in that Western yeah. Conference. I mean, they were a very damn good team last year. Um, and, and they were coming they into this year, too. They should have outside of that five-minute major. They were coming into this year, too. They're pretty much the same team, plus yeah. they added a couple of studs. I think what I saw is just that they thought per the <laughs> roster they had, they were underperforming. But to answer, but your, question, NHL. To answer your question, Kyle, it wasn't McPhee's call. It was because uh, he's uh, he's a president, I think, of that team now. He's not the GM. They he oh, hired another gotcha. GM, and the GM, I guess, the only real answer is that just Gallant wasn't his guy. Yeah, they weren't getting that's, along. Yeah, that's probably pretty much the only thing I saw system. was he probably wanted some shit to happen. One, he didn't want to do it. That and um, it was one of those cases where um, they saw Peter DeBoer get fired, mm-hmm. and they and I guess. In their eyes, it was kind of like it was almost like a what if Bill Belichick got fired? Let's fire our coach and hire Bill Belichick. I mean, clearly yeah. they're not in. That's that's a, that's kind of a terrible comparison. Yeah. But they saw a better coach. I think what they think is what better. they think is a what better they think coach. Is better. That, and decided to go after him. Immediately. He could be better, or that franchise could go. That the rest of the season could go spiraling out of control. Because what do the players think? If you're a player in that locker room, you love Galan. You, majority of that roster has been there for the three years. I mean, and then he's out of nowhere. He's gone. What are you thinking? Like a new guy comes in, you don't want to play for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, you're in the NHL. You're gonna you're gonna yeah, play for him. But, but there's still that side of you that's they might like, not believe why? in his system, something yeah. like that. But yeah, I've I mean, the rumors around the NHL is that Galan is a player's coach. Like, yep. there's not a single player that doesn't like Galant as a coach. So. I don't know. It's it's definitely an interesting situation over there. I mean, we'll see how it turns out, I guess. I Hopefully mean, a bad move. Yeah, I mean, that would be... Yeah, but, but I mean, we'll see. Uh, sticking on the coaching subject, former Caps coach, our old buddy Bruce Boudreau, he uh, fucked up a bit uh, in the Wilds lineup. Uh, so he took the lineup card prior to their game versus Pittsburgh last week, and Bruce accidentally submitted a lineup card with Donato listed as playing, but then he dressed defenseman... Uh, Patternin, I think it is, Patrin. Um, so that's not legal. So down the tunnel goes that defenseman, Patern, and the Wilder stuck playing the game with five defensemen, not to mention that Sidney Crosby's first game back since November, and he puts up, uh, you know, a goal and three assists. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> <laughs> like he had Donato, I guess, on the lineup card, but wanted to play the defenseman, dress the defenseman, and the defenseman then had to go down the tunnel because that's illegal. How do you think uh, that's his fault, or do you think he's got a guy? Like, he's got a that's guy head coach. That, that submits the card. I think the, I think uh, yeah, the but... report came out that it was straight up Bruce Brujo being like, shit, I fucked up. Right. Oh, he could have gave the guy the wrong card. But I think he's got to have up a guy. Seven goals. You think that fat ass is going <laughs> to run his card over somebody? I, I mean, know. he's not running it, but he's writing it down. Yeah, he's going to write yeah, it down, but he's, he's got a he's runner. He's submitting you know? it. I think and the runner grabbed the wrong card. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's an, yeah. <laughs> against Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh goes on to score seven goals that game. I don't think that was why they lost seven to three. No, it's not, but it's <laughs> no. Crosby's first game back. He balled out. But well, having the five two times Crosby's a, came back from like big. Uh, Big separation from not playing or whatever. Uh, he's had four points like both times. That's pretty yeah, crazy. Yeah, I saw. He shows up for those like big moments. They, I saw like that. Yeah, he's got a list of like games that he comes back from injury and he scores in like every single one of them. Right. And it's, I mean, it's. Crosby. I mean, speaking, to you, you mentioned Crosby coming back from injuries. We'll get into it later um, with the Islanders game. So later in that, or the Devils game, I should say. So that Devils game, Ovi takes the high stick to the face. It's Miles Wood. He finishes with three goals and a 5 2 win. January 31st, 2008, 
Uh, Ovechkin high stick to the face in the Is first period the against the Habs. Yep. Yeah. Kovalev later broke his nose in the same game. Four goals and a 5-4 OT win. That we saw on Twitter from uh, Ben Raby. So, counterpoint to your Crosby. Yeah. It's Ovi. Don't, Don't stick him in the face. That's exact. I mean... They said, I think somebody said it online. Don't poke yeah. the bear. Well, yeah. yeah. Someone said that, and pretty much the entire team said, we just got pissed off. So don't, right. like, just, I mean, obviously, don't poke the bear. That's what that means. But don't give don't any fuck fuel. with Ovi. Haven't we been saying that <laughs> the, the Caps get some fuel? They roll. That's what I'm, that's, haven't we been saying that the Caps don't look like they've been playing pissed off? Well, like, we get into that with our interview with Tarek yeah. uh, coming up. He talks about how this team knows how to flip the switch when they turn it on when they can coast i mean they've been there they've done that i was good you know go ahead i was gonna say we'll save that breakdown for that interview but yeah i mean i'm we're probably gonna get into it we break down these games but i was gonna say i'm just surprised at ov this past week how he just can flip the fucking switch talking about flipping (laughs) switch yeah he hadn't scored in a hot minute he probably only had like one or two goals you probably go back two episodes and quote unquote me being like ab when the hell's ov gonna heat up um last thing here before we start breaking down these games we'll just mention dougie hamilton broken leg last thursday Kind of a weird collision in fall. We hate the Canes, but you hate to see it. Um, he was having a hell of a year, so hopefully he gets better soonish and can potentially, I don't know, if he'll be able to play the rest of the season, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I mean, you never want to see a guy get hurt, but, uh, you know. Huh? Yeah, you hate to see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dougie Hamilton. So best wishes to Dougie. Hope he gets back soon. So let's break down these games. We'll start, speaking of Dougie, we'll start Caps Carolina, and then we'll go Caps Devils, and then we'll kick it to Tark. Elbashir, since we went to practice post-Devils pre-Islanders game, so we'll get his thoughts based on that, and then afterwards we'll just recap the Islanders and get into a couple segments. So here we go, Caps Carolina. <clears throat> we'll kick it off here. Last Monday's game versus Carolina, like we said, we recorded on Sunday last week instead of Monday, so the episode, we didn't really get a breakdown of this game. But nonetheless, here we are. Our new foes, the Carolina Hurricanes, my guaranteed win from two episodes ago, if you recall. Thank you. Biggest news of the game, Tom Wilson, 500th game, the youngest forward in franchise history to hit that mark. Not bad. Not fucking Tommy, bad. Tommy Wilson, baby. So first period, it's Mr. 500, Tom Wilson. He gets a great four check like he has been all season. Wins a battle in the corner versus um, Gardner. Tape to tape pass Ovi, sticking the slot, and it's one nothing caps. It's Ovi's 27th of the year, 685 all time to pass the great Timu Solani. Yeah, and Timu Solani's all-time legend. Um, there's not a guy in the NHL that like dislikes Timu Solani. You see a sweet? Yeah. I mean, he quote he quoted I guess the Capitals tweet and said like yeah I'm glad to do this video blah 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 somebody goes yo TS is he gonna break 99's record and he just goes yep yes yeah. I do uh, yeah <laughs> I, I, think I wrote he will. that I wrote that in my blog yeah. I posted a blog about it and yeah was, his tweet was saying yeah I think so and Crosby said the same thing yeah so Team Moon Crosby both think the great eight will pass Ovi um, Gretzky. Yes, the great eight. Well, well, he'll pass Ovi, but he is Ovi. But yes, he will pass great Gretzky. That was a uh, sick play, though. Like Ovi driving, this just his goal. Ovi driving down into the boards. Tom Wilson doing that hard four check. Yeah, yeah. And Gardner just, like, just nice looks scared, and it was a beautiful pass. Well, just tape Tom, to tape. Tom gets it. It's like the whole, like they all freeze. Everybody froze, and Ovi just just holds. cuts. Yeah, in. It, was just yeah. Like, it was just good four check. I mean, yeah. that's all it really was. That's what that first line's been feeding off of yeah. the past month or so. It's just a great forecheck, and then, boom, it's the pucks in the back of the net. So first period, still, only period in which we would see goals go in, and the only player which we would see goals from. 
It's Ovi times two, second multi-goal game in his last four, 139th multi-goal game of his career. Um, this one, power play, classic Ovi's fashion. He's in his office, one-time bomb from Vrana, beats Mrazic, low side blocker, 2 nothing caps. And that's how the game ends. So Was that on power play? Was that already off the faceoff? Yeah, power yeah. play. Gets it up yeah. to Vrana. Vrana's up in the Carlson spot, and he sends it to Ovi, and Ovi just rips it. Yeah, that shot was hard as fuck, too. Yeah, it was a rip. Yeah, that was a yeah. laser, dude. It was a rip, so it just kind of goes low side blocker. And 2 nothing in the first, two goals for Ovi. Um, Sammy saves. First career shutout. He stops all 23 faced. He's the sixth goalie in franchise history to record a shutout before his 23rd birthday. Uh, it's also tied for the longest win streak at 8-0-0 in franchise history with Bob Mason back in the 84-85 season. So thoughts on Sammy saves in his first career shutout. Um, Absolute legend. Yeah, I mean, he's he's proven himself once, like, over and over again. I mean, he's obviously putting up great numbers for his rookie season. Hopefully, I mean, he's not getting number one minutes right now yet, so that could Keyword, build yeah. up. Yeah, so I, I think I want everyone to, like, settle down, kind of, because um, everyone's like, Sammy's the guy, Sammy's the guy. Obviously, and, he is the guy, but... Mm-hmm. Don't want to put that pressure on him. Right. I don't want everyone next year to be in, like, like, Sammy takes a step back. I mean, there's no way he can keep this up so i don't want everyone next year being like what For the sure. fuck what, what's sammy doing this year it's like this he just you can't keep that up as a goalie he can't and I, I mean we're digressing again but in that interview with Tarek, we talk he talks about how a key thing he talks about in the playoffs is he thinks that the caps they're going to go on a long run because of a two goalie system he thinks we're going to use both goalies in that playoff run if we're going to get over the hump uh so that's the last thing i have on caps carolina anything else um, take it to the Devils? I don't know, KP, did you have anything on the Sammy? Uh, just the same thing. I mean, we can get into it. The whole segment, I could go into it about how this yeah. is going to turn into a goalie controversy. Uh-huh. And I think it's going to be a 2018 repeat of how you're having two goalies go back and forth. But the other goalie you're going back and forth with isn't just Groovauer. It's yeah. like your future. It's who you're going to yeah. build your team around. So it's right. kind of it's kind of different. So you don't... I don't know. Yeah, we'll we'll really, I guess, dive into this controversy kind of battle, kind of who knows what, when we talk about this Islanders games because that's where it's really prevalent of when everything stands out. Yeah. But I think in his last seven, hope he's one and six. I read today. Yeah, right. which is you can't have right. Well, um, more thing on the game though. Yeah, keep uh, going. One for six on the power play. Still fucking hating that. Right. That's what I was going to yeah. go back to too. Yep. Was the power play? I saw. Well, I see this Don't bullshit tweet. I mean, this tweet might have been after the Islanders game, but it might have been the Devils game or something. They're like, Caps have scored power play goals in three straight games. Like, yeah, that's great, but when you're going one for six, do you put much emphasis into a stat like that? Right. Like, one, come on. One yeah. that, two. What did I say like last week or two weeks ago? They only score in the first 10 seconds of the power play off the faceoff. That's what they did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they literally, yeah, won the faceoff. It's Tavrana and it's Tovi and it's in. Yeah. Uh, they did that in this game. I think they did that in the Islanders game, too. We get yeah. scored on on the power play more than we score. Yeah. That's true. So it's, it, the power play is still abysmal. And it's, um, we tar-, tar gets into it a little bit in yep. the interview. We, like I said, it's a 50 minute interview. We literally yeah. cover everything with yeah. him. But um, anything else you got there, AV? Uh, no, that's about it. I mean, yeah, we we talked about the power play. We talked about the goalies. I don't know if we can get into the goalies after the. Yeah, I say I think everything. when when we talk about this Islanders game is when it's really kind of going to stick out to us. So next game, Caps Devils, uh, revenge game for the Caps, which is kind of weird to say since you know it's the Devils, and. Yeah, but they thumped us last week, so you'd have to figure the Caps wouldn't be asleep at the wheel uh, this time around, and that was just the case. So 
Much ado the Carolina game. It's the GOAT. He gets us on the board not only once, but twice again in the first period. So let's take it kind of goal by goal here. First one, power play, 29th of the season, 5v3, which you kind of like to see. 5v3 goal for the Caps. Simple face-off win. That's Carlson over to Ovi. Ovi, and this one literally kind of dents the bar uh, as that puck packs his bag and it's heading south of Mexico. Uh, right off the face-off? But it wasn't like yeah. it wasn't like ten seconds into the power play. It was right off the faceoff, but it was like thirty seconds left in the five on three. Okay, and they could yeah. execute it because it's a five on three. They had so much time for Carlson yeah. to get that puck. Over they had so over. much time to kind of set anything up, but Carlson or they give it to Carlson. <laughs> and this one, you talked about the one in the Carolina game being a hard shot. This one was literally just fucking. Like I said, it dented the bar and just went straight down. Yeah, Carlson and he ripped that put one. It in the sweet spot for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, second tuck, gold number 30 on the year. Uh, dare I say, here we come, pasta, uh, because that's Ovi's second consecutive multi-goal game. Again, right off the draw. <clears throat> uh, this this one is, I, I think, a very underrated face-off win by Backstrom. Everybody's talking about the Ovi goal, but sitting there actually taking a look at it. I mean, Backstrom ties the fucking guy up, gets his skate on puck, kicks it right to Ovi's stick, and by the time that hits Ovi's stick, it's in the back of the net, and it's 2 nothing. Dude, if you played for uh, the Billy Bruins back in the day, you knew this play. This yeah, was, that's uh, how you that's this how you is motion one. I'm sure not even Billy Bruins, more teams in the DMV had yeah. had this play. You have that winger swipe in, tie him up. It was, I mean, that's, perfect. That was how you, that's how you win face-offs. I mean, yeah. Yeah, tie him up, kick it out there. But you think any intelligent Caps fans on Twitter being like, look how great that faceoff win was by Backstrom's. Like, no, they're just like, oh, Ovi scored. Hell yeah, he's got yeah. two. And the other thing I wanted to mention on this goal is, was this was this on the power play? No. This yeah. was on five on five. Yeah. When was the last time we saw Ovi score five on five right off a of faceoff? Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. Remember that one season where he did it like five or six <laughs> times? Uh, like, it, well, he wasn't cutting across though. He would sit right, like yep. right behind Baxter. Yep, he was sitting in the middle on just kind of step into it. Yeah, I that mean that quick release. That yep. that play right there. I mean, I utilize that in NHL 20. I, you know, I push the guy I'm playing against online, and Ovi comes in and scoops it. I'm um, talking to you, John Wayne. If you still want these hands, you baby back bitch. Um, <laughs> so 16 seconds into the second period, Carl Haglin. He makes up for the reverse goal call in the first three nothing caps. KP, your boy. Yeah, it was a beautiful uh, tic tac toe play. Um, Hags on the board. Second has, like, it was pretty much an empty netter. So the third line is starting to roll. Yeah, they're looking they've good. been playing great. Even Panic has been playing solid. Yeah. Uh, that whole third line is just picking it up. He does not want to um, get traded. The, the whole third line is picking it up right as we go into All Star break. So we'll see how they come out of that. Uh, after that, Devils times two. They make it a three two game. Vrana responds in the third. He picks up some trash in the slot, feeds the chickens. 21 on the air. He's on pace for 35. Yeah, this is what we wanted out of Burakovsky. He wasn't he wasn't really delivering. So uh, next man up is Vrana. He is delivering more than what we expected. He scores a lot of goals like that. It's kind of a common theme. I mean, he's either going down the left side and sniping it right, but I've seen a couple goals from him in, almost in that Oshie spot. He kind of comes in late after the play and after the jumbo and the slot, and there's three or four guys in front. The puck bounces out, and he just corrals it and puts it in. He's got a lethal shot, good quick Twisted release. Twisted wrister. Yeah, he's got a quick release, uh, and that's that's kind of a recipe for a goal scorer right there. Yeah, so lastly, Ovi, hat trick, 25th career hat trick, second of the season, and I'm way more impressed with the pass from Tom Wilson on this one. 
who's in yeah. the corner. He goes behind the net, so he's far left side. If you're looking at the TV, right side of the net, and he just kind of behind the back, no look, just fucking sends it, and it hits Ovi back door, Randy Fink style, tape to tape, and it's just a beautiful pass, and it's a tip in goal. Yeah, nobody was around him. All three Devils that were down low were all around Tom Wilson. Ovi's no, he, yeah. Defense, nobody's even look at him. Not yeah, even the goalie. Defense got caught sleeping. Yeah, and it goes right. It goes right in between the defenseman's legs. Yeah, it was just a sick pass. I mean, he just kind of picks his head up for that split second and just slams that backhand or straight across, like we said, Ovi, yep. tape to tape, pucks in the net. Randy Frank is pumped. It's back door. It's in there. That's a goal, though. That. Not to take anything away from Tom, that's a goal that a bad team lets up. The Devils aren't a good team. No, they aren't. There's, there's uh, some most, luck luck put in with that goal. Yeah, most. Yeah, I, I would say most teams pick that pass off. Yeah, it went through. I think two Devils yeah. just to get there. So yeah. I think it was yeah. more, it's more surprised them though. They didn't think yeah. Tom Wilson yeah. was going to pull that off. Yeah. So yes, Ovi hat trick. That's great. He's buzzing, but. Again, it's our boy Samsonov. It's his first career back-to-back start. Uh, Tenth rookie goaltender in NHL history to win nine consecutive decisions. Um, And Caps get out of there with a big win. It's Samsonov back-to-back wins. And how are we feeling (laughs) about Sammy, about Anovi Hattrick? I mean, that's an ideal Capitals game, I think, right now at this point in the season. Again, everyone, like, it's, it's awesome. It's awesome to see. But this is not gonna like we can't expect this all the time. No, hell no, hell no. What I come out of All Star break, lose a game or two. Ovi's not gonna score for three games, and everybody's gonna be like, oh my god. No, but this is definitely what you want them to do against the Devils. There's other games where right. the Devils whomped us. Uh, so this is this is good. I like this being uh, going into the All Star break. This is showing that you're a playoff team and you really can handle it. Because even from the start of the goddamn Carolina game, I think if you rewatch the first period. Ovi's flying from yeah. that moment. I think from that game, he was like, these three games, I'm taking them serious. And after we've talked about this Devil games, you can see it again. He's yeah. like full on playoff yeah. mode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, he may have gone into those three games. Like, you know, he's got a long break coming up. He's like, fuck it. Let's just lay it out all on the line for these next three games. Kind of, you know, get kind of high i guess i don't i don't know what the word i'm looking for well, is but just get like get get into a positive position going into the break well the question is like when do you think cuz obviously he's not going to come out and tell us like this is the exact moment we made the decision to let our Ovi made the decision of which game he wanted to play because it's skipping the all-star break you either have to get suspended for the game prior or the game after i mean before the devils game he had two multi-goal games and four games then he gets a hat trick this game. Uh, obviously, after this game, he's already decided, like, I'm going to keep fucking wheeling and yeah. try to go off again. Yeah. But it's it's interesting to wonder when that he actually made that decision. They, I don't know when they have to tell the league by or what it is. But, I mean, with all that being said, anybody got anything else on the Devils game before we throw it over to uh, Tark Elshear? Um, no, I mean, Kyle kind of nailed it. Uh, you kind of you, you'd love to see a game Way to like that. go, KP. Yeah, you, you'd love to see a game like that against a team uh, far inferior team um that just throttled us that just throttled us and yeah like sammy he played he played all right um i thought i didn't didn't think it was his best game um well i mean the two goals the one simmons had the defense is broken down in front of the net everyone's standing and then the other one's fucking shorty yeah (laughs) yeah so but i mean (laughs) yeah yeah, but so. I like Tar- Tarek will mention it too. He he didn't think it was his best game either in the interview. But right. yeah, he'll get into it. But yeah, right. we can uh, go on over to uh, Tark El Bashir. Let's toss it over. I think before we do so, I, I I'll go on record, AB. I'll say this is probably 
the most fun we've had in an interview so far. I mean, like I said, we just sat there and shot the shit for 50 minutes at MedStar, and I felt like we could have gone on for like three hours. He's the man. Yeah, he said, and he's he, the man. He said he's a listener. Um, yeah, and shout it out. Said he's a listener. He, he knew. He knew I was an overreacting fan. I told him before, and I was like, I'm a bit of an overreacting. He's like, oh yeah, I know. I listen. So, so and he he calmed me down a little bit. Yeah, appreciate the love, but uh, here he is, Tark Bashir. All right, guys, we're here. We're at uh, Kettler, not Kettler, I should say. I should say Capitals MedStar Iceplex. After practice, it's uh, the night after Ovi just gets a hat trick against the Devils. Caps get that win after the loss last week. We're the day before New York Islanders game on the island. We're here with Tarek El Bashir from the Athletic. What's going on, man? What's up? Well, I'm glad about to have you, you on, got, man. About time you guys asked glad, me to come on this. Glad thing. to have yeah. you on, man. Yeah, it's been a cool. long time coming. We've been talking with Marquis Slide. He's like, "Have you hit up Tarek?" I was like, "No, we're getting to it. We're getting <laughs> to it. We're getting to it, man. We'll get there." But um, we appreciate you coming on. And um, like I said, we'll kind of start with you yourself, and then mm-hmm. we'll and then we'll shoot the shit with the Caps later. Um, so, like I just mentioned, we kind of want to. I mean, you've been covering the Caps for what ten plus years now. Um, I mean, my first year covering the Capitals was for the Washington Post. I was actually Jason Lockenfora's backup, and it was two thousand two. Uh, and then I became full time like beat writer for the Post, uh, beginning in two thousand four, which of course was the lockout. So I covered Ovi getting drafted, and then I covered. Bill Daly talking about, uh, you know, why the percentage of the cap wasn't, you know, <laughs> you know all, all, all of the, the CBA yeah. stuff that happened. They wiped out an entire yeah. year. Yeah. So then when I when hockey started back up, that was 05, 06. Uh, so that was really my first year as a beat writer okay. for the Post. So how did you get into, like, hockey? Did you Were you into it as a, as a yeah, kid? Or? Yeah, I, I grew up playing. Um, so I grew up in Montgomery County, Maryland, Silver mm-hmm. Spring, and um, – a family moved in from I think they were from like Buffalo mm-hmm. uh, into our neighborhood like right across the street from us and they had a kid that was a little bit younger than me but um, uh, wanted to be you know wanted to be a hockey player and they started him playing and the families kind of became friends and um, my parents asked me they're like hey do you want to try this and you know this, my mom is uh, African American from Alabama and my father was from the Sudan so like mm-hmm. they didn't know anything about this yeah, and they were like right. hey you want to give it a try I was like yeah sure so I remember I came home from school one day and we got in got in the car and went to this place called the Caravan. I don't think it's even there anymore. It was in College Park. It was like uh-huh. the local before like Everrink had a pro shop. Like right, that yeah. was where you went to get your pads. Okay. And I I walk in and I'm going, uh oh. Like I didn't know anything about this. Right. They were like, All right, um, what position do you play? I was like, I don't know. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. I couldn't I couldn't tell you. So, you know, get get geared out and um get the checkout line, your parents are like, Maybe we shouldn't like, like how <laughs> you know, this You know is. what? It, it was expensive, but it wasn't, it wasn't like what it is expensive. now where like shin pads are like hundred and thirty bucks. Like yeah, it wasn't I also was getting low end stuff. My parents were educators, like yeah. we did, we weren't we weren't wealthy. Get the used equipment. Yeah. <laughs> the stuff was the stuff was new, but I, it was like the it was like the yeah. low yeah, yeah, Joe for stuff. It was yeah. a low low end stuff. So yeah. you know, the following Saturday, I they take me out to Wheat Nice Rink and lace my stuff up. Wheat. And I think, I think uh, stuff was on backwards in a lot of cases. <laughs> and they're like, "All right, son, I see that guy in the baseball cap at, the, at center ice. That's your coach. Good luck." Just figure and it my out. Parents are in there like doing skates for him, and you're like, "My parents will not open my stuff." On. You know, what? we were so young. Like I like I had been ice skating maybe once or twice at like a uh-huh. birthday party. I couldn't skate, but. Um, uh, no one was any good, so right. like yeah. you know, point, yeah, yeah we just like kind of figured it out. I was maybe a little behind some of the kids. Like there were some kids who right. probably had taken some lessons already, but yeah. you know, I I enjoyed it and and kept playing and um, joined the Montgomery hockey program. Yeah, um, and uh, tried out for Little Caps a couple times. Never made it, which was uh, I mean, I it, it wasn't like I was. 
I was not, right. not good enough. It was fine that I didn't make it. Mm -hmm. uh, ended up playing on Good Counsel's inaugural okay, team awesome. uh, for the whole, the whole four years I was there. And um, now I would say I get on the ice once every three months, and it's usually, um, it's usually reluctantly. Wow. And and okay. and I, I got to be a little more often. Maybe flip legs. <laughs> I've got a bum right Achilles, so then I can't walk for like two days afterwards. <laughs> and you're just like sore. You're like, all right, let me rest this <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's kind of my hockey background. And then, um, you know, I, I decided probably in my late teens that maybe the sports profession was something I wanted to go and I didn't really right. know what I wanted to do. Right. Uh, but I, well, I, I feel like that's a common theme with a lot yeah. of kids that grow up playing sports, yeah. hockey specifically. I remember with like the kids I was coaching at Reich and I was like, how, how, how did you get into doing that at school? Yeah. Um, how do I get into like just like covering sports or yeah. hockey? And it's, but it didn't, yeah, I mean, they realized how good so, it is. Yeah, yeah, you're so attached to it that like you're, they're just... All they know is sports at that point as yeah. kids. So. My favorite team. Yeah. yeah, so I mean, I would say probably 18, I realized that, hey, I'm not going to be a pro at anything here. Right. Um, I think I realized that earlier. Today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, you know, if I was being honest with myself, it was probably around 14. Yeah, but, you know, exactly. I, I needed a few more years to, to figure it out. And then um, freshman year at Howard University, uh, Mike Wilbon came to speak to our class. Oh. And so I'd read him in the post. I, I knew who he was, obviously. But he, he wasn't a big megastar yet. He was a big columnist. That's but he, what back when he was just writing for the post. Yeah, right. ESPN hadn't happened yet. Right. You know, he he, he didn't do. Uh, he wasn't with uh, uh, Kornheiser well, on. Um, Kornheiser wrote for the post a little bit. Yes, yeah, so, so so they were there. They, right. they, they were like the two main columnists and Tom Boswell too. Right. Right. And so he came. He spoke to my uh, you know first journalism class, and I was like, I was in the school of communications because I was thinking maybe PR. I didn't really know what I wanted right. to do. And uh, so he came and spoke to our class, and I was like, That's it. Let's do that's, it. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I want to nice. be a sports writer. And uh, I went up to him afterwards, and I was like, Mike, you know, I just want to say. You know, I love your work. You know, I think I think you 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 might have inspired me here a little bit. You know, can I get your card and give you a call? He's like, absolutely. He wrote down his phone number. He's like, give me a call. And That's I called awesome. him a couple of weeks later, and he set me up with the sports editor at the Post. And before he knew it, I was in the office running off copies yeah. and right. you know typing in box scores from local golf clubs and you right. know whatever all the whatever stuff that no one do. else wanted to do and yeah. I was doing that work, and yeah. yeah and um you know in between my classes and stuff and uh that slowly became an opportunity to cover high school sports which became an opportunity to cover college sports and then keeps growing <laughs> just went from there yeah I mean people don't realize how big of a or how broad of a spectrum that sports media is I mean they look at it as a whole but you get down to it it's like you said it's all about PR which is such a specific task yeah. and job and then there's the actual writers who aren't employees of the team or affiliated with the team but they cover the there's just so much that goes into it yeah right. um, and then and then you went to NBC Sports for a while correct? well so I, so from there I went to the New York Times where I covered um, the Islanders and I was back up on the Rangers and covered a lot of hockey up there covered some colleges as well not college hockey but just college sports in general yeah. because the New York Times didn't at that time didn't really have a dedicated beat writer covered every single home and away game right. so I mostly hockey but some other stuff uh, and then I got a call from the sports editor who had you know uh, had me you know doing some intern level stuff and he was like hey we got an opening here in DC do you want to come back and I was like yeah what, do you, what is it he said it's we're going to put a bigger emphasis on um, local sports it's going to be a lot of high schools and other stuff and I was like ah, it's kind of a step back but yeah. I don't know. but he, you know he, they sold it really they were like it's going to be a big deal and so coming home yeah part, yeah I'm sure it played into it a the, bit. the paper I grew up reading and uh, so I, I, I came back and did that for a couple of years and then 
um, you know, progressed and eventually became the Capitals beat writer mm-hmm. uh, in 2004, which was unfortunate because that was the year that there was no hockey. Right. Yeah. So it was locked like, yeah, out. Well, so I, I literally covered Ovechkin getting hey, drafted. Hard, uh, can you do your job? Well, there's no yeah. job to do. So, <laughs> so I literally <laughs> covered, hockey. yeah, I literally covered Ovi getting drafted and then had nothing but, you know, the stories CBA on collective and, bargaining agreements yeah, for the right. next. So I covered, went back and covered a little bit of local stuff. And then, um, you know, the following year, the Capitals were uh, intriguing. You know, they had some yeah. good young players, but they weren't there yet. So the first couple of years were hard, and then and then yeah, that was it, the OV, Boudreaux showed up and Zubra, it just Zubra Zubra yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll touch on that in the next Caps episode. So when we have Brian Pothier on. He kind of talked about. Ooh, I, Brian was one of my guys, man. I like the locker room, and it's just like it's Backstrom's rookie year, but there's like that good mix of vets with like Kozlov and Fedorov, and you have all these like crazy young kids that you just feel. Like How do you know Brian Pothier? Just kind of hit him up on Twitter. Like, <laughs> on? I mean, we had Keith Coyne on this week. I mean, same thing. Yeah, just yeah. Hitting up these older guys. Pothier was a good dude, man. Solid. Can I tell yeah. you a funny story about yeah, him? Yeah, go ahead. So, so you know, I'm, I'm the beat writer, and, uh, you know, I, I know all the players, and, you know, I, I I feel like I had a pretty good relationship with a lot of them, including Brian. And he was different because he was a college kid. He was – he was right. hockey players are – they're smart. Anyone who gets to this level, is smart. smart. But then there's like they're, they're also the guys who like read the New York Times. You know, like who right. are like real smart. Well, there's right. your import yeah. kids that are 18 and yeah. starting in the NHL. And there's your guys that are coming in like 24, 25. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Pothier was he wore glasses and right. wore a suit. He like he looked like an accountant, right. not not an NHL defenseman. <laughs> and so um, we were in Carolina one day, and. Um, for some reason, I never stay with the team, but for some reason, I was at the team hotel, uh, and I go downstairs to the Starbucks to get my coffee in the morning. And he's sitting there, legs crossed, New York Times out, like he's like he's like reading the paper, doing the like, crossword. Like, yeah. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and I was like, you know what? <laughs> That's why I like you, man. Yeah. Um, he was really fun to talk to. He had a, he remember he had like a weird like concussion issue that kind of kind of cut short his career a little bit. Up, uh, yeah, cutting short his career over in had, Switzerland. But it had something to do with his eyesight was, and other stuff. Off, like it yeah, affected his eyes. It. Oh, yeah, it was really sad. But he still deals with a lot of it. Like that's too bad. Languages. That's too bad. Because uh, he was a good dude, man. I Lucic back in. Yes, it was. 08. Yeah, it was. Like with the Bruins. Yeah. 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 So that was pretty. So, like I said, um, so kind of keep jumping back. <laughs> but um, so and then it's to what NBC Sports because yep. you said you were yep. so high school, and then so I so I covered the Capitals um, and Ovi all the way through. 2011 or 2012 for the post um and then i needed a break i had a young family and i just being on the road for a hundred you know being on the road for a hundred days in the winter just wasn't really working for the family Mm -hmm. and so i asked my boss if i could take a step back and he put me on georgetown basketball which was cool did that for a year capital stuff you know a few columns here and there but i wasn't out there every day at all and then in 2012 i kind of got this itch to do television i was like ah you know let me that looks like fun you know the the Uh makeup part's a little weird but let me let me give that a try (laughs) so i went to nbc sports washington and um covered the redskins for four years all the way through so from rg3's rookie year until mike shanahan was fired so one good year yeah (laughs) yeah exactly and then and then they decided that um the caps were kind of you started to knock on the door a little bit they're like hey the face of dc yeah yeah they're like obviously you know you've covered the team for so long why don't you go back on there and do some sideline you know stuff and some uh Right. And it's, it's cool to see that like, yeah. the Nats and the Cats both, they kind of like grew together almost. 
Yeah, like they, that they was both, really cool. The success yeah. came at the same and time. It's kind of the same success story. I mean, they, you get a pivotal guy right there in the first round, and he sticks with the franchise and yeah. yep. kind of build around him as the nasty Zimmerman. Um, so NBC Washington for a bit, and then the creation of The Athletic, yeah, which was kind of a new kind of different take on sports and a way to do things. And that was, what, two years ago that That was two years started? ago. Yeah, yeah that so. was right, at, right after the Caps won the Stanley Cup, I was in negotiations to return to NBC Sports Washington. And in the middle of those negotiations, um, the Athletic kind of came, came to D.C. And, mm-hmm. and they got involved. And then I had a tough choice. It was like, uh, do I stay with what I know or do I try this hot new thing that's kind of right, everyone's talking new, about? And it, yeah, they yeah. Just, did they like take like the best writers from like all like the – Big cities or what? Like, Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's what it seemed like. I mean, I yeah. Like, they, they have so great stories. The on it, it, it's a, it's a lot of fun. So I, you know, I, it was hard. It was a hard decision. I was actually on on vacation with with my family at the Outer Banks, and like it, it was wasn't a vacation because I'm like deciding like the next right, several years of my out, life. You know, I'm like, just, every morning I'm waking up and I'm walking down the. Honestly, it was a hard decision, but I I I think I made the right one because. You know, TV's fun, and I, I thought I had gotten pretty good at it by the end. But at the end of the day, I, there's nothing that replaces writing and writing in long right. form and kind of, you know, choosing your topic and really drilling down on it. And that's what the athletic lets you do. And um, it kind of seems like it's a lot of obviously there's rules. Yeah. Um, in terms of writing and guidelines, but it's kind of like a write what you want. Kind yeah. Of free, just yeah. Uh, you, you know, th- they have suggestions. Really restrict you, I should say. Hundred percent. I mean, you know, they have they have some guardrails and some things that you have to do, but for the most part, man, I just get up every week and tell my editor, who's awesome, I just say, hey, listen, here's here are the three things I want to write this week, and right. she says, oh, those all sound great. Yeah, sure. Go ahead Go and do ahead. it. Yeah. yeah, and it's and, it's cool to see like I. I guess it's kind of cool to start up something and be like, like coming on the ground floor for sure, man. For sure. I mean, I think the future is really bright for this company, and uh, it was cool. You know, I wasn't in that first wave of hires, but I was probably in that that second cut. It's it's a much bigger company now than it was when I started, but you know. It's pretty cool to. I wouldn't say I was in on the ground floor, but probably right. like the first level. Right. You know, most teams, <laughs> most teams I follow, I'll follow their athletic reporter, like Carolina. I like Sarah Sibian. She's great. Yeah, Sarah's, follow her. Sarah's yeah, great. She's, she's a trip. But I mean, I find myself like doing that more often. Like yeah. following a team or I want to learn about a team. Yeah. Read about a team. I'll go to their athletic writer first. You, yeah. you know, uh, uh, that's great. But yeah, I mean, I think there's there's room for everybody for i mean sure, yeah. you know like especially here in the dc market you know sam pell is in her first year on the beat right. and she, you know she's really she's doing a good job she does, yeah she does that you know the daily stuff i mean right, the stuff right. you have to know to, to be yes. a cats fan and then i can kind of bring in you know like a different angle you right. know like yes. like you know some of the stories i've written in the past couple of weeks you know one was how the caps only have three canadians in the, the yeah, in the dressing right. room right it's, and then you, you might have some writers like you yeah. said that do like the nitty-gritty down to the numbers yeah. type stats and then yeah. some people want to read the kind of the base layer but get a cool yeah, hundred percent. So, so there's a lot of room for for all of us, and I think we've done a pretty good job of, you know, as a group covering this team, and you know, hopefully, fans are well informed. Yeah, I mean, I've always enjoyed pretty much every Caps beat writer from different, um, I should say, newspapers and whatnot along the way. So I kind of want to get into local hockey a bit here before we get sure. to Caps, because obviously, I want to tie in both your son Cream, who's now at O'Connell and having. A pretty good season. Yeah, he's kind of it up right now. Awesome breakout season. So we'll start there. I mean, talking to Flip. I mean, 
Kareem's a sophomore now, right? Sophomore, yep. Just came to O'Connell this year. Yep. He's, Flip said he's been recruiting him for years from Little Caps. What finally made you guys make the jump uh, to that program I, school? I, you know, we were going to do it last year, and we just kind of dragged our feet a little too right. much uh, and kind of missed some deadlines. And then it was like, ah, let's just, you know, right. uh, <laughs> sit on it and see how things go. Um, I, it, it, it was really Kareem. I mean, he just kept bugging me every, like, every day. He was like, I want to do this. I want to do this. And I was like, you realize I'm already paying taxes, which pay for your other high school, which right. is a pretty good high school in right. a nice part of Loudoun County. He was like, yeah, but I really want to do this. I want to play hockey for – They did. Uh, but it, 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 so it was a it was kind of a disaster. Um, so it, the high school that he was supposed to go to was built too small. Like, they, are, like right. they already built it too small. So he had to go to a school that was like down the road, which was with eighth graders right. as a ninth grader. And um, – the guy who runs the league uh, does a really good job running the league the the public school league was like yeah we're not putting any triple a players on that team because right. they're going to play in a lower level so we're going to make you play in fairfax county for a school you have no connection with <laughs> and you don't know so we played on a mixed team out of westfield it was fine it just wasn't it wasn't there was no high school feel to it so right. he's so he, poor kid his freshman year was a debacle so he's not even actually in the high school he's supposed to be going to he's with eighth right. graders again and he's playing because he's too good to play on that team he's playing in fairfax Just, county yeah, for another so like he had no home or right. no connection to anything so that kind of you know when he said he wanted to go to o'connell i was like yeah you know what we can swing this you know right. uh, it's far from our house so he has to get up really early but uh he knew flip because he played for flip yeah. at little capitals when he was uh peewee at some point right. um so we already had a comfort comfort level with him i knew he was a good coach and would take care of him and you know bring him along at the right speed and um it's been great it's yeah. it's worked out really good comes in as kind yeah. of uh underclassman to provide depth to that lineup and then next thing you know he's just kind of Say he's having a breakout year. I mean, yeah. we've seen a we've we watched local games. We've seen a couple of Connell games, obviously, and um, he's a stud. Yeah, it's 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 been a he, t- he took a big step up. It's funny his career has never it hasn't really gone linear. You know, it has he hasn't some kids like it just get a little better incremental like little right. better. He gets he makes like a big jump and then plateaus and then makes a big jump and then plateaus. Right. So this Hopefully year doesn't mean plateau next season. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, I mean, but it, usually the plateau is usually pretty brief. Right. But this year has been his biggest jump up. You know, he um little caps team that he's been on for a number of years a lot of kids left last year which so he went straight from the third line to the first line and right. coach there has been great doug plocky has given him a lot of ice time and power play and penalty kill and he's put it to good use and uh made yeah, the all-star really, team and um he the opportunity he says he can, he can, yeah. he can play. i'm yeah. sure he's enjoying playing with a very talented lineup in o'connell and yeah. enjoying the the legit High school atmosphere. I mean, that, Friday night games so, here are so, nuts. Tonight in Spalding, I don't know if you've been to Spalding on a Friday night I game. I have not. That's, I've heard. Good luck with that. Yeah. <laughs> it's fun. It's, uh, I should say good luck to the team because that's a very raucous atmosphere. Which, that, that's what makes high school hockey fun because you're jumping around yeah. from these rinks, going rink to rink in these prep schools and even public school. We're playing. It gets kind of crazy. Yeah, I, I'll tell you what, what sold us on O'Connell or it really made him, made Kareem want to do it was um, we were here uh, for a game against St. John's on a Friday night oh. and it was like it was like Hawaiian shirt night so right. like yeah the whole filled. the whole 
building was full. I mean, you're here for a little Caps game. It's right. it's friends and family, right? It's it's your mom, your dad, and maybe a couple scouts watching. Right. It's, and there's not a whole lot. I mean, it's it's still great hockey. It's just there's there's no atmosphere. Right. He came to that game and the kids are shaking the glass and they're mm-hmm. he's like he's, he's looking down at, yeah he's looking down at his buddy George Gornoff. He's like, oh my god, I could do this next year. Yeah. And so at, from that moment on, it was like, all right, honey, how are we gonna pay for this? Yeah, that's a, that's a definite <laughs> yeah. I'm sure you'd have to ask him on the ice when that's going on. You're just like looking over it like, holy shit. Yeah. Nuts. Yeah. It definitely gets you going too. Like, uh-huh. Especially yeah. as a high school kid, it's just like you've never seen an atmosphere like that before. Never played for an atmosphere like yeah. that. Yeah. Like, there were shit. there were a Buddy, couple you times. Girls up there. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> there were a couple times last year at his public school. It, uh, they played such late games, but there were a couple times where uh, when Westfield played like a Langley or something, right. and, Lang- yeah. and their nice student body Virginia showed up pretty yeah. good. Yeah. And uh, and that it, it wasn't nearly what it is here on a Friday right. night, but there was a couple times where uh, you know he got a little bit of a feel for it. But um, he's he's loving it. Um, you know, and um, you know, Flip's giving him a lot of ice time. And um, yeah, I like how Flip's doing. I mean, we talked to him. I mean, all the time, obviously. But in his interview last week, we talked to him. Purple Buck. He's like, yeah, I'm kind of just blowing this lineup up, game in and game out. It's like one kid might be on the first line, then he's on the third line. He's yep. like, I haven't had consistent line all year because. Come playoff time, who knows what's going to work, who knows what's going to not, and this insanely weird MAPHL. Yeah, keeps the kids yeah. uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no, I, I, I would, I would agree with that. He's definitely had a bunch of different line mates, and you know, different styles of line mates too, mm-hmm. which has forced him to play a different kind of game. You know, yeah, flips had well rounded. Flips yeah. had him at left wing. He's had him at center. Uh, he's play, he's yeah. played right wing. He's played a little bit of everything. Yeah. So it's, it's good. Yeah, it's, it's um, uh, it's been good for him. Um, he's enjoyed it. The, the school part, he's he's really enjoyed. Um, yeah, it's been a big year of growth for him. Have you guys talked about the future with him at all, like college-wise or anything? I mean, I think he'd like to play college. I, I think, you know, the, the funny thing is every parent, you know, if your kid's playing AAA and private school hockey, like you're trying to get your kid right. to college hockey. I, right. Because I'm on the other side of it, I, I know how hard it is. Yeah, you know, exactly. so I'm a little more realistic with Kareem. I mean, I, I think if he gets a little bigger and really dedicates himself. Yeah, maybe right. he'll have a shot. But, I mean, you know, I also know – there have been a few times in the last year where he's been on the ice with – a division one commit or right. even like a division three type player and he's like i got a oh, i got a long right. way to go to get, <laughs> right. to, get yeah. to that so, so i think he has a pretty realistic idea of Cause, yeah you know, yeah there's so many parents on here that are like my kid's going yeah get, D1. It's like everybody's got to get you got to yeah. get a grip people right I, I i always tell people you know i'm like look i'm not i don't want to crush your i don't want to crush your dreams but if your kid's still here right now he's not playing division one yeah. what are you talking yeah, about yeah. <laughs> the handful of kids that do yeah. are in the prep league like what that kid that was yeah. really good last year. Oh, he's in New England now. Yes, yeah, if, if he's still if he's still here at fifteen, you might want to start thinking about sending him to New England next so year. Kind of <laughs> as a transition into the Caps, but finishing up on local. Like you said, you've been here your whole life. Yeah, covering the Caps yeah. too. What's how have you? What impact have you seen the Caps play on local hockey as a whole? I mean, just to, a the growth. Which obviously came a little bit after the Ovechkin yeah. when he first came in. Oh man, it, the overall impact on the entire area uh, and the, what the Caps do to this day, um, playing a role in growing the local game. So when I grew up uh, playing here, there was Cabin John, there was Wheaton, there was Wells, there was Fort Dupont. Yeah, Wells. I had a bad injury at Wells. I had to get. Wells was, I hated that place. I hated that place. We had, yeah. we had a practice at Wells yeah. where you just couldn't see anything. Yeah. So I, I got a whiplash injury there. I was a goaltender. I got checked from behind. I got hit from behind by a 
out of control four checking huh. player <laughs> and had to leave on live in an ambulance. So that that was I hate that place. Yeah. I don't even like, think about that place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what else? I, 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 there might have been Fairfax Ice Arena. That was it, but you know. And look at it now. Yeah. yeah. And you look at it now, you know, with with the St. James coming online and and so and Kettler yeah. and uh, Haymarket adding another sheet and you know Piney Orchard is adding another sheet. Mm-hmm. I mean. It, Businesses don't do that unless the demand is there, right. and I think you can draw a straight line between Alex Ovechkin's arrival here and the explosion of youth hockey. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it's it's good because, and sorry to kind of jump around here, but I mean I I hope that it continues to go in this direction because I was just telling someone the other day about a, 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 a person who grew up in Canada how far we have to go to get good competition, yeah. and how hard like if you're trying to if you're trying to play AAA like. You're on the road all the time. Get your one weekend versus Team Maryland, and the yeah. rest of them you're out of here. Yeah, I, I, it'd be awesome if by the time Kareem's kids are, right. you know, putting on skates, there's there's five there's five good teams here, so you don't have right. to go out of town every weekend. Yeah. Or there's a division of AAA teams down right. here. I think you're kind of moving in that direction. The, the challenge and the Capitals have done a really good job of of supporting the youth the youth programs and you know bringing their players out. I was here last night, well, two nights ago. Uh, waiting for Kareem to get done with his practice with O'Connell, and uh, Lars Eller and um, uh, uh, Carl Haglin, who had practiced here, you know, twelve hours right. earlier, were back right. to skate with the Piedmont Predators, who yes. you know came all the way from Haymarket. They had a little thing for him. I mean, those kids will never forget that. Right. Oh yeah. And it's and I, I I bet it inspired a couple more kids who were like, oh my God, I just got to skate with the Capitals. Now I you know they got to see the little cap practice over there. They were like, hey Dad, what's that? Oh, that's Triple hockey well how do i get there you know like (laughs) so yeah so so uh, you know that connection um i I think between the capitals and the community is really going to help the it has helped the um uh hockey in in the dc area grow and i think there's a lot there's a lot of room left i I hope the stanley cup is going to give us a boost we probably aren't going to know for a few years because you know it's just a couple years ago but you know It'd be in like three to five years ish if it really it's it's, hap- it's boom it's happened everywhere it's, else it grows continually yeah. on a yearly basis here which is good another it, it, spot that is growing continuously is like Dallas yeah and now with the Winter Classic that yeah. helps out a lot too like that's, Dallas that's, won a cup and they started making prospects yep. um, mm-hmm. Wayne Gretzky played in LA they started making prospects yep. it happens everywhere you go exactly. Pittsburgh won a couple of cups in the early nineties and they had five or six NHL players come out of there eighteen years later exactly. so you hope that you know, we'll be able to find some kids here in the next, you know, 15, 16 years, and we'll be able to go. You'll, you'll ask him, you'll go, hey, why did you start playing? Oh, because the Caps won the Stanley Cup. Right. My dad took me to the parade yeah. when I was two, was and nuts. I was like, oh, my yeah, God, this is what I want to do. A big thing, too, yeah. I think, is even talking, when we talked with Sandy uh, last month from First Line Training Center, <clears throat> a big thing is retention of talent in terms of former players that maybe play pro here, like, Brent Johnson, he's coaching with the Little Caps. It's guys that go on to play D1, but we want them to come back here and bring that experience and talent to this that's, area and coach. That's part of it, but another big part of it, uh, you know, kind of being knee-deep in it at the moment, is also keeping the kids here. Because yes. if you took if, if you took yeah. all of the best 2004 birthier players from this area who aren't playing here right now, who are in various other places, right. prep school, you know, New York, wherever, compete anywhere you would else. have a team that would beat the socks off some Minnesota right. and some but Boston top teams because they just don't have nearly as many resources here. We have plenty like we just mentioned on but not enough as say if you, we, we, we we've got some really good coaches now. We've yeah. got enough rinks. If you could convince those kids to not 
leave and to stay on one team for a few years, you'd have a team that can compete against some of the top 15-year-old teams in the country. I think the other problem is there's so many, like, junior teams and junior leagues going on now that, like, if one kid doesn't make it, that kid's, like, sometimes that kid's parents go on and be like, all right, let's go. We're going to go play for some Yeah, let's go start a new team or go to another new team. And then all the really, really good kids, like, if – they end up just getting dispersed and then the yep. moving up to Philly, yeah, up to New yeah, York. That happens. Boston, yeah. That happens. So we, we were transitioning into it, so let's 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 get into it. Uh, the Caps. Yeah. Uh, beat the Devils last night. Ovi hat trick, 69 point with first place in the Metro. Things have gone kind of swimmingly. Uh, there's really been no major hurdles or problems. Um, I know AB's got a couple things <laughs> to bring up. I'm the overreacting fan of the podcast. Yes. So, um, <laughs> oh, I'm familiar with you guys. Kinda, is, you guys are all over my Twitter feed. Yeah, we like to. Yeah, like I said, we like to have fun with it and um, keep it from like a realistic fans uh, point. Outside of you know, there's there's a lot of fan created blogs and whatnot that are just eh, settle down. Um, but uh, so, what have you thought so far this season? I mean. What's been the biggest kind of surprise to you of this roster? Or is everything just kind of going to plan so far? I, I mean, if you had asked me three months ago if I thought this team would be at or near the top of the league standings, I would say no. Right. I, I thought they were going to be good. I thought they were a playoff team. I didn't know if they were going to be blowing away the competition for you know most of the first three months. Right. Um, what I underestimated was um, – this was a well-rested team after that crazy summer after winning the cup that right. really what this team was out of gas last year when right. they got bounced by carolina they'll never yeah. admit to it but that's what I, happened I, i've said a couple times i think we got out played in at least five of those seven games yeah yeah, yeah. somehow got the game seven and, and and they were out of gas at various points during the year and what happened was they all got to go and have their proper vacations and their right. proper training and kind of get their head straight and you, you know get, get knocked back down to reality yeah like, you're not the big cheese anymore yeah like, and, and, and just get mentally kind of you know you know tuned up a little bit and uh and what ended up happening was they came back rested and healthy and hungry and i didn't realize how hungry some of these guys were going to be and so they shot out of the gate you know that first two weeks were like they were kind of up and down was like Ugh. but then they went on that big run yeah, in like late october to november and it was like oh my god Which this team's really good they seem to always do every year almost they have a nice little push yeah like, from like november to december yeah. a little bit and then we really haven't seen a major drop at all yet uh, you know the, the last couple of weeks have been really uneven i mean i think they're right. five and five in the last 10 something like that it, ha- it hasn't been great um what happens is it, and it's kind of natural kind of human psychology and just in general what, what happens to those top teams in the middle of the year is they go boys we can't we can't keep playing this hard blocking right. shots and 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 killing everyone in the corners uh-huh. i know coach is saying it but and they don't really say this but you right. can, it's just in the back of their heads they know especially the guys who once you once you've done it you know that you when you have to dial it back a little and i think it's the combination of of overlooking some weaker opponents mm-hmm. those weaker opponents look at the capitals as hey guys we're, we, we suck we're not going to make the playoffs but if we can right if we now? can beat the caps that's our stanley cup game yeah, seven right, right? so you're right. getting every team's best right. you're looking at the devils going whatever man and then it's then they punch you in the mouth and it's two nothing you're like oh shit what are we doing right i mean it's you know it's um there's a little bit of uh uh you know a a point in the game where you're maybe a little too far behind to kind of catch up you know and it's um that that's happened to him a couple times columbus you know it's always been a tough matchup for him but for the most part man i I think back to where you're saying they got knocked down a bit like especially to a team like carolina who wasn't really that good beforehand they were a surprise player playoff team last year 
sneak into the playoffs and then they those are, just, those are some those are some of the most dangerous teams sometimes and, they know, were, and we obviously know they're the real deal this year yeah I mean, they have the, they have that heavy four check that we always talk yeah. about um it's hard to get out of your own end, you know, man. The, you know the players weren't doing it, but we're all sitting there looking at our chops like, yo, the bullshit just got bounced. Yeah. Just got swept. Yeah. Like, it was Chris through Carolina. We're off to the cup again. Yeah. It's no yeah. big deal. Yeah. I, I, I think, honestly, I, I think there was some of that, but I think they also just ran out of gas, yeah, and yeah. that's not going to happen this year. And, like and gruesome summer for yeah. just going through all that to win the cup. And, and, and the big the big thing is now now this core group has done it, they kind of know like when they can pull back a little bit right. and when and when and they know that you know you don't win the Stanley Cup in January right. or even in February. But you know they October, know. Nonetheless, we're yeah, every game. yeah. I, I think what's going to happen. I think what you're going to see here is you're going to see a team that's going to flip that switch in mid March. And they're going to they're going to try on going a eight eight two and zero record. You know, going into the playoffs and then. Pick your goalie and uh, go from there. I mean, so. you mentioned the group being here before. I mean, outside of Samson and all, really, I mean, who's a rookie or a young guy that hasn't not even been with the Caps, been in the league and been through it all right. uh, for the most part? Yeah, um, a lot of experience. So who's been your biggest, like, surprise player this year for the Caps, do you think? Mm, surprise player. There's been a few of them. Um, Jonas Siegenthaler. I, I didn't know he was going to be as good. I didn't know he was going to be as good as he is now. Yeah. I mean, he he those first few games when he was taking hookings and, and trippings right, on like every yeah. shift. I was like, oh my god, they're yeah. going to have to fix this. this they're going to have to get this guy out of here. And then he got better and he got better and he got better and he started getting a little meaner and he started like you know hitting guys and it's I was like, like wait a minute, now, he, he's, like, he, you know he's laying down blocking shots uh-huh. on the PK and I'm like, wait he's a minute. Really this sure. dude can play a little bit now, um, and now and now he's a legit, you know, bottom pair defenseman who probably can play in the second pair yeah, at some point as he gets older. Sure. I, I mean, I think he might be there, in, you know, next year or the year after that, just as full timer because I he's a second rounder who's got some pedigree. So I would say him. I didn't know Jake Ferrano was going to be on the on a forty goal pace. Yeah, right. yeah um, he thought he'd be good, but not. I thought he'd be like a thirty goal pace. I thought he was. Gonna, I thought he was going to take a medium sized step. He's right. taking a big step, yeah. and if he ever gets his defensive play down, and I think he will because he's a smart guy. You ever watch him on the bench? He's always got the iPad out, like yeah, right. he's studying. Always. Like, like you know, he wants to know why I gave up that goal. Right. He wants to go back and look. Oh, that was my guy. Or yeah. oh, hey, here's what we. And it's funny. He's on the bench. He's like chatting with TJ, and TJ's like, "Dude, I'm just trying to play the game. Stop, yeah. stop, <laughs> stop, <laughs> stop thinking so much, man." He, me, yeah. Um, one guy I've liked a lot that I had no idea about until he kind of came in here was uh, Leipzig. Yeah. He's been a yeah. solid fourth line. I was like, I don't know. We picked this guy up, Leipzig, and whatever. We'll see if he fits. Good dude. I happens. like him. He's, he's a fun guy to talk to, too. very good player, I think, in my mind. He's stuck out the most with the guys we have brought in, almost. Um, what about what do you see fast. right good now on this team that's kind of their biggest weakness? Yeah, goaltending. Goaltending is is a spot that plays a outsized role in the important part of the season. And right now, um, you have a rookie who's looking really good, but is untested. Right. And can he sustain it? Does he have the stamina? Does he have the mental? Stamina, in addition to physical stamina, you know he he won last night, but it wasn't his best game. You know, right. so he's still he's still not consistent straight across the board. Right. And then you got Braden Holpe, who you know has been. Pretty good. 
proven up and down over the last three years. Yeah. You know, probably had his best stretch when the Caps needed him the most during that right. Stanley Cup run. But let's be honest. I mean, he was replaced at the start of that run. Yeah. He's had. He's he already had a, with a month left in that season. Right? He's, season yeah, right? he's, he's had a couple of resets already this year. Like you're starting to wonder. I mean, the How Caps many feel. Can you have? Yeah, the, the Caps are starting to. Starting to. I think they're starting to come to the realization if they're going to win the Cup this year, it's going to be with both of them. They're going to need both guys going, and that's why hope he's going to get another chance to get back on track at, on the island next uh, tomorrow. Do you think that maybe all after All-Star break, depending on how things go on the island, that he might play Samsonov a little more, a little more consistently? If you need points, then you might have to start doing that, but they're trying to keep both players engaged. I mean, right. I think I think you might get to a point where it's a 50-50 split, and it hasn't right. been that's, that yet. But that's kind of what I mentioned beforehand. I was I was talking to him a little that's bit. That's what it is now. Yeah. I mean, like the last nine, ten games, it's been uh, offhand. I think it's like four and four or four, you know, four or five, something right. like that. Like and it's, I could see yeah. them going 50-50 almost the rest of the way. And do you think they could do that during the playoffs? Mm, uh, during the playoffs, tough. you typically want one guy. Right. Um, but, I mean, there, 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 have, been, there have been examples of yeah. teams that have gone deep in the playoffs using two guys. Put Sammy in because for some yeah. reason. Like you've seen Pittsburgh do it with two goalies. Sure. Um, way back in the day, Carolina Hurricanes in 2006, they did 100%. it. 100%. 2006, they did. It kind of seemed like it wasn't on a game-to-game basis, but like right. a series-to-series basis. Uh, kind of fit best against the opponent, but it's, it's so tough. I'm going to give guys a little bit of a preview. That's what you're going to see here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 100% record, is, how, is how it's going to work. Um, so another thing that I feel like um, it's kind of a low spot right now is power play. What's kind of been the issue with that? I mean, why can't they figure it out? I mean, Todd's tried to mix it up a little bit. Yeah. He sent down Kuzi to the second line, which yep. I kind of thought was, well, he's one of our hottest players right now. Yeah, I think at the time he had points in eight straight. That streak may be up to yeah. like 10 now. So but, th- they've tried a bunch of different things. Um and I think they're going to continue to tweak. If, if you've watched it really closely lately, they've they started moving guys around within the structure. Mm-hmm. So like they, you know, like you said, Verona's on the first unit, right. uh, Kuzi's on the second unit. They felt like Kuzi was getting outworked on the wall a little bit. He was losing some battles in the corner. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason was he was already playing 18, 19, 20 minutes. Right. Um, uh, they want to now make the units more even, where it's more like the first unit gets a minute, and now you, can, if you're in the building, you can actually hear. Todd and the coaches calling those guys off like huh. they, they don't want them playing 90 seconds and then leaving just a little bit right. you know Maybe I mean 20 seconds left. The, the, the way it's worked in the past is Ovi in the first unit gets the first minute and a half 30, yeah. and then when they lose the puck and it goes down the second off, so the second right the second unit comes on Ovi's still out there dog tired you and you're retrieving and you're retrieving the puck because the other yeah. the other line's only coming out when they lose it so right. by the time you bring it back down you got 17 seconds yeah it's over yeah. so they want it to be more of an even split um um, but they're trying all sorts of different things. I mean, last night uh, against New Jersey, you know, John Carlson, was, yeah, John Carlson was down on the goal line. Yeah, Ovi started to do that weird thing where he kind of loops out of the zone, <laughs> like goes to the red line, and just yeah. comes in flying. <laughs> now, whatever they're so they're trying a lot of different things. Yeah. What they have to stop doing is giving up shorthanded goals. Well, They've what, given up five and eleven games. Five and eleven, three in the last four. The worst trend you can. It's imagine. bad. It's bad. Uh, it's something that we, we actually just talked to Todd about it and. He doesn't feel like it's an effort thing. He, th- he thinks that they are trying a lot of different things schematically, and they're still kind of getting, like getting used to it. Well, Blake that. Coleman also has scored two of those. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> that dude's a he's just a really fast, aggressive player. Like, yeah. Obviously, going in a power play slump is a dagger, but when you're giving up shorthanded goals, is even more of a. Holy so shit, that's a good one. 
much. I, I think you know, on a positive note, they did get a five-on-three goal last night, which they had they had struggled on five-on-threes yeah. uh, for a little bit. So, look, I, I think big picture, they've run the same umbrella with the same guys for a long time. Um, at first, when it was you know a top three unit for a long time, teams weren't. Teams weren't. Uh, they had adapted to the system. Uh, you, you know, you still had Ovi and you know, kind of pick your poison between Ovi and, and Oshi. Yeah. Now everyone's running that that uh, that same scheme. So yep. the PKers are practicing practicing against it every day. Mm-hmm. So they're more familiar with it. Teams have also now figured out that hey, we're either going to shade on Ovi or we're going to take um, Oshi away. We're going to let Carlson or um, or Kuznetsov or whoever is going to let goal line spot beat us. Yep. Um, and then Carlson started beating him, so they started yeah. they started playing they higher on him. High so, here. so you know, everyone knows. Also, I mean, it's just again, it's kind of human nature. I mean, when you're a, a PK team, and look, the season's long, yeah, and right. you know, we all look at these guys in awe, but for them, it's a job. Yeah. You know, and their their days, whatever whatever you guys do for a living, their days when you're more excited than than others, right, right. and when you're you know Carolina and the Capitals are coming up, and your job is to kill penalties, and that meet, and you know, when you guys have that PK meeting before the game, you know, instead, you're not in the back yawning like usual, like rolling your eyes. All right, coach, I got it. You're on the edge of your seat, going, "All right, what, how, yeah. how, how are we how are we going to stop these guys?" So, part, yeah. you, a you want to look good, yeah. and b you don't want to get embarrassed by a Bring really good unit. Yeah, hundred percent. So, so obviously, you don't want to get scored away. Yeah, so so they come in you with know, the hair on their neck is up a little bit, yeah. you know, and the, the Caps are like, we're in first place. Like, are we really gonna be bothered with this? Right. So, a little bit of that, and. I was going to say, it seems like lately on those like loose puck battles during the power play that just the urgency might not be there because it is <laughs> the one guy go for it if you lose it we'll just that was a polite it. way of putting it but yeah, <laughs> yeah that's, that's just true we'll let one guy go for it if you lose it we'll just regroup and yeah. throw a slingshot which is not going to work and then yeah so I, I mean I, I look if, if the power play is clicking at like you know 20% or you know low, below 20% with a month ago yeah. be concerned because yeah. yeah. the two things you, the three things you got to have working for you to win a Stanley Cup is goaltending and special teams yeah. uh, penalty kill and power play so you, you want to start looking at that stuff how you know what what direction is that trending uh, come March 15th if it's going in the wrong direction that's a problem but yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to be fine I think they're going to be fine so overreacting fan again what's Explain the slingshot because obviously all the fans are all over, yeah. it, all over it. And yeah. It's just... So they don't even call it the slingshot. They actually have something else that they call the slingshot, and it's not that. I'm sure. I, I'm, yeah. It's, I, it's, I, it's, I it's assumed all... that that was like a fan <laughs> yeah. thing. But... Yeah. So the idea behind the system, and a lot of teams are starting to use it. Yeah. Or have I've been seen, using I've it for seen, a couple like, the of years. Flyers are yeah. using it. Fast yeah. Breaking entry. And... Well, it, it's because the way special teams evolved, especially in recent years, was you'd stack your PK on the blue line okay. and just dare just teams to come at you. Yeah, literally just put four dudes on the blue line, blue line and say, come at us, bro. Yep. And you had to somehow figure a way to get the puck around these guys. And uh-huh. what was happening was they were just knocking it off whoever was carrying it in. So now the response for the power plays has been, we're going to give this – We're going it's a running start, basically. It's like right. Canadian football and having right. that receiver running at the line of scrimmage. So the two guys that the Capitals have that are the best at it, in my opinion, are uh, Kuznetsov by far. Right. Um, he just glides just right in. Loose. He just he, he doesn't even take his skates off the right. ice. He just does that little swizzle thing he does, yeah, and just he just gets right through everybody. That's such like that wide base where he can glide fast. Like he he can, literally doesn't take his skates. Yeah. Watch him; his skates don't even come off he's the ice. He just fast it's a uh, 
it's the weirdest thing. So so he's so so what the idea is you get Carlson to bring the puck up, he turns around, and then he delivers it to Kuzi, who's now already going at 18 miles an hour. Kuzi right. gets into the zone, he either fires off a shot or he slams on the Hit brakes. He hits the brakes of the hash marks, does a curl, lets everyone come in, you set up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, Backstrom can do it fine. Mm-hmm. He's not as good as Kuzi, but he can do it fine. I mean, the, the, the thing behind it, obviously, because on a power play, you want a controlled entry. It's, right. When you when you look at three different power play entries, there's a controlled entry, you're chip and chase, and you're just dumping. And you're dumped, right. And, but your chip and chase is so 50-50 regardless especially of if you, Especially if you don't do the chase part. Defender. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> They're the not chase. the greatest at the Granted, chase part. You should win that battle right. because the defense has got to turn his back right. and get on his right side, but... You want a controlled puck under stick. Hundred percent, especially when you have that kind of talent level. Exactly. So, so I mean that that's the idea behind it. I, I think I think their entries at the start of the year weren't very good. Um, I think they got better uh, for a bit there. Uh, it, it, probably the best way to say it is they know they can do it when they have to. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. kind of how I felt all yeah. year. Yeah. Yeah. And like we we kind of said this on the pod like the other day like they, they win when they really want to. Mm-hmm. A hundred percent. That is a hundred percent the case. Like that's what I was saying about this Devils team. You know, I was like, they're not going to let the Devils do that to them twice in a row. I feel like they will come in and roll with the Devils this year, last yeah. night, which they right. did. Yeah. So it's. I mean, it's nice to see that when they want to, they can take it to anyone. Yes. So we'll start to wrap it up here because we're at 45 minutes and your phone's going off here. <laughs> oh, it's just my you wife. Gotta, yeah, well, even worse. <laughs> you got a game to get to tonight. So the last thing we kind of want to talk about before we let you go is um, the meaning and kind of the whole chain effect that the Backstrom contract's going to have. Obviously, everybody's happy. Yeah. Everybody thinks it's a great deal. It's a deserving deal, but um, he's a guy that everybody wants to see retire as a cap, mm-hmm. and he's going to. It, it looks like it. Yeah. Um, but what chain of events do you think is that going to set up, set off in terms of, like, hope he's coming yeah. up? Um, obviously, that's good. We know Ovechkin's going to stay. There's no right. doubt about it. I don't care if we have to cut the entire team to pay <laughs> right. million a year. He's not going anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, how do you think that's going to play out uh, in the next couple of years, especially this offseason? Well, it, it, it certainly – now the Caps have some cost certainty. They, they – they needed to get Backstrom done this season, even going into the deadline, just so they have an idea of what to expect going forward, right? I mean, if, if you're Braden Holtby and you saw that deal, you were like, that pretty much was all the money that was going to go to yep. me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure that the Caps looked at it that way. I, I think that – and you look at the way the – salary cap is structured it was always going to be hard for Braden Holpe and Nicholas Backstrom to come back right, exactly. I mean I know there's some sentimental fans out there oh you could move this and do that you could trade Orloff and make right. some it, it just is it's not it wasn't going to happen I think right. Braden kind of came into the year knowing it wasn't going to happen and guy. yeah a huge part of this organization but and, and once he started business. going up and down the season and his agent broke off talks with the team right. I think we knew and what direction it was going Nine ten million because Bobrovsky just did it. Plus, I think. Although I think Bobrovsky's hurting his chances of getting. I I think he's screwing a lot of a lot of under thirty year old goaltenders. Yeah. Um, So, how much of do you think the Seattle expansion draft played a lot to their talks or kind of their mindset? Always, always, yeah. That's this off season. It's I'm pretty sure it's the same exact rules as the Vegas one. It's gonna be the same rules in terms of protecting a goalie. Probably would think you're going to protect Samsonov. 100%. I mean, what expansion team is not going to be like, Brady Holby's available? 
Well, depending on how much obviously the cap is and everything, because that plays into it. But yeah, I, I mean, I, 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 everything, like every decision they make, situation. yeah, every decision you make is is based on you know Seattle coming into the league. Right. But at the same time, I mean, there's some time there before those decisions have to be made. Now, I'm not sure that the Braden Holpe thing was. I, I think it was more like, all right, we draft, we we use the first round draft pick on Ilya Samsonov. He's come in and done everything we've asked of him. We can see this guy is going to be a star. He's not proven, like, but he's proving. He's Exactly, and you look at the way this league is setting up. You have to have, if you're gonna, if you're gonna win a championship, you have to have a number of important players in your team outperforming their contracts. Right. And if you have a number one goaltender, it's like having a, a, a quarterback, a rookie quarter, a quarterback on his right. rookie deal. Right. It right. means you can spend money everywhere uh-huh. else. It's the same. It's the same in this sport. If your goaltender is making nine hundred thousand dollars as and opposed to ten million dollars, right. then you can go get some better third line players. You can go get some better, you know, defensemen for your for, for your middle right. pairings. Right. I mean, you see it with the Flyers right now, like with Carter Hart, they right. they pick hundred percent Hayes on, on the hundred percent. So you know, nothing against Braden. You know, his, his legacy is is you know. Yeah, he made the, he made the save. I mean, yeah. he wanted to pay for dinner or drinks in this town for the rest of his yeah, life. I mean, when he comes back, he'll he'll end up playing somewhere else. Uh, in my opinion, the, the challenge now for the Capitals and for Braden is to keep your head in it. Right? Is right, to right. is to okay. Uh, here's the situation and go out on top, Braden. You know what? <laughs> Pro athletes, you'd be surprised. They're really good at compartmentalizing right. things and just they know they aren't coming back next year but they're able to know he also is auditioning for 30 other teams too right exactly. i mean he, he you know Make he's gotta money. he's gotta be good right so you know it's a little awkward it's a little weird but i think everyone you know how many times have this capitals franchise had a guy where you right. know he wasn't coming back but he helped you get far in the playoffs the it's a, that we have here in dc in terms of the team is such a close-knit group it kind of helps out a lot yeah and like i'm enjoying my time here so last last a last lot of question grown too yeah so. tell us quickly yeah. do you realistically in any sense see this team do anything in, in, before the trade deadline yeah i do um if you look at uh, brian mcclellan's history he's added a defenseman every single year he'll add a defenseman mm-hmm. uh they they want some depth they're 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 going bare bones right now to bank space mm-hmm. so they have a little bit of cat space and you got to remember at the deadline you're able to retain salary the other right, team right. can hold back some salary they're going to do something awesome. i don't think it's going to be a big splash but i think they're going to get a player a defenseman specifically who can come in and play right away if Ponick, right if Ponick still <laughs> right handed eh, probably <laughs> there are some guys who need to be on their who yeah. need to be really good Stanley the next toes. four weeks. Yeah. Yep. I, you know, in that third line, you know, Ponick hasn't, you know, really lit it up. And, you know, Haglund's a great PKer, but he hasn't put the puck in the net a whole right. lot. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they maybe looked to add I there. I last you, night was his best game of the season. It was. It, that third line, that might have been the third line's best, best, game, best of game of the season. Sure. Uh, they were matched against the first line. They were out there every other shift. They looked good. That's like, that Haglund was like the Haglund I saw in Pittsburgh, yeah. in New, York. New York. He should have had two goals. He should have. He could have had three or four last night. But, um, Tarko was here. We appreciate you. Of course. On. Uh, we'll definitely stay in contact. Get you on again. Talk yeah. Caps hockey and we appreciate yeah, it. Man. Get you on before the playoffs. And yeah. Anytime, guys. You know where to find me. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Thanks again to our guy, Tark El-Bashir, for meeting up with us at MedStar uh, Capitals Iceplex after practice there. Great talking to him. As we said, he writes for The Athletic. If you aren't familiar with his work, go look at it. Go look it up. Go read it. Do yourself a favor. Follow him everywhere. Uh, one of the best, obviously, Caps reporters has been doing it for a long time. But as we mentioned, 
We talked to him prior to the Islanders game, so let's now break down that Islanders game. Uh, last game before All-Star break, nice little Saturday matinee on the island uh, versus the Trot squad. Caps on a two-game heater, fifth game in a row versus a Metro opponent. And uh, let's take a wild guess on how this game starts, shall we? It's Ovi in the first period, breaking the scoring open. Uh, good guys on top. Uh, he's back to him. Right after signing the contract, he fucking sends Ovi flying up the right side, catches the pass. Beautiful. He tucks it. Ties Mario Lemieux at 690 and 10th all time. Man, how are we feeling? Ovi's on the board early, and it's feeling great. Great fucking We're pass. We're like, here we go again. It's Ovi. Great. Yeah, even give, give my boy uh, Nick Jensen a little credit. He kind of punched that puck up to Backstrom, okay. and then Backstrom could get it out. Great so that, fucking that was pass. Good. That pass was, good was beautiful. He just puck. springs yeah, great pass. I mean, Great shot, too. I mean, placement, low oh, shot. Oh, yeah, low, far side. That's like old school OV breaking for a little breakaway. I haven't seen yeah, on the right Yeah, on the right side, too. Yeah, so beautiful, beautiful play, beautiful pass, beautiful goal. It's OV. We're feeling good because he has yet again scored in the first period uh, to break the scoring for us. A little side note here because we talk about interesting stats. So... In this game, the Caps had killed off 16 consecutive power plays up until that Islanders' third goal. Uh, did that go off someone? Uh, the third goal, I can't yeah, remember. Yeah, it was How all was the third up. goal go? Was it? Yeah, it was all. It, was, it kind of bounced around a bit. I can't remember who went it off. It went off Holpe. I can't remember. All I have written down is all it, luck. I think it went off Holpe. <laughs> all luck. Yeah, I think <laughs> all luck on I think the power I really play. was trying to go crease to crease to hit off the inside of Holpe's pad and in. Mm. I think. I think that was that. But one. yeah, prior to that, it's 16 consecutive um, penalties killed. So you love to see that. Uh, so speaking of Islanders, they jump to a 4-1 lead. It's uh, Devin Tays. He scores the fourth and does the bird silly. Uh, did you guys catch that? So yeah, who the fuck is that guy? He kind of possibly. I mean, how could that possibly come back and haunt you in a 4-1 game? Dude, I mean, against the Cavs. Yeah, you're scoring. A- if you're a lower level player, what is he? Probably like a third liner. That was a tic tac toe play, so pretty sick. He's you're a height. defenseman. He's a defenseman. He's like a third liner. All right, so defenseman. you don't score a lot. I mean, yeah. your blood's going. I mean, he but probably bird re- he probably regretted it. What um, happened to the last back team? To the bench, he might have. What happened to the last it. team? The bird Selly. Yeah, they got in 2018 yeah. when they beat us in the regular season in like April. The Columbus Blue Jackets. But I'm saying like right away. Shit bag him in the first round. Kind of said something to him or. No, I bet they were loving hyped. it. They, yeah, they, they were loving it. it. Yeah. The Islanders know, tweeted. The Islanders fucking tweeted. I know that. I'm talking yeah. about the guys on the bench. What I mean, they're think probably like, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Fuck them, fuck them. I, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think the Islanders are that type of squad like, to be like, yep, let's fucking go. Well, let's see how it pays off for them. Yeah, it's yep. four to one. So how would it pay off? Um, we go to second intermission down four to one, and out comes Samsonov. Yeah, what do you start think the about period in that? I was actually very impressed, very happy, very overall just kind of like, holy fuck, he did it in terms of Reardon. And the yeah. second intermission adjustments, I mean, he switched up the lines, third and second line, got those two lines mixed up a bit. He starts the period with Sammy, and I liked it. I enjoyed it. It was great job, great intermission adjustments by Reardon. I didn't I think. think. Yeah, I didn't think he would. Uh, I was watching it with my buddy Drew, and uh, he said, "Does Sammy come out for the third? Or no? He said, change him immediately after the fourth goal, which I think. I don't think you. There were still yeah. like four minutes left in that period. I think it's a smart move to keep. Smart him move in. to ride Holpe, and then like keep said, him until the second, and then change him in, the, in between. I can periods. I can agree as a fan watching the game live, you're gonna be like, ah, oh, fuck, pull him. But in hindsight, I mean. Just let them roll out the last four minutes and then try to get a new change going into the third. Give your team a whole new direction. I didn't think he was going to change them at all. I, I said no. Yeah, I, probably. I was surprised. It's it's kind of a tough call by a coach. I mean, it's the end of the second period. It's a 4-1 to game. Do you really see your team battling you're one, back? And and you're one game. Like, this is the last game before the break. 
That yeah. was that was my big thing. I was like, ah, it's, I, uh, the last game before the break, he might just be like, you know what? Let's like pack it. Like the boys might pack it in, and be looking forward towards that break. Right, right. Which is kind of what I thought. They kind of do tend to do that sometimes. Yeah, you I kinda... think on the last pod we talked. I think somebody mentioned it. Uh, yeah, I mean they always kind of slump right. going into the break. And then, well, the, the switching of Kuzi and uh, Eller and that second and third line centers. I think th- the adjustments were there. I mean, I think you make you have to make them as a coach. But do we always see a Todd Reardon make them? Not entirely. Right. I but think he made th- them. If it doesn't work. It's whatever. They're losing four to one, but, but if it works, you come out looking like a genius. These, and we're talking about it. These these changes are starting to work. A couple of them. I mean, the power play change. I think stuff is starting to pay off a little bit. So yeah. maybe he will start to say, "Hey, change it up. If it doesn't work, bring it well, back." There were three things that I thought, uh, like, kind of accounted for all of the changes and actually going for a win down four to one. Um, one was the break. Two was the. Um, the Devin Taysally, I think that yeah. really, pissed, I think that really <clears throat> that pissed, pissed them the caps off. off. And actually, I guess there was just two. I, th- I thought I had a third. But one. I mean, you're down four-one going into the third, and in the NHL, do you realistically think you have a chance of winning? Yes, you have to. You're a player. You're a coach. You're pissed off. You want to win. But in hindsight, it's four to one, a divisional opponent, a good divisional defensive opponent, and I think. You make these adjustments, you make these changes, because as a coach, even if you lose four to two, you want to see some type of response out of your team and your players. Whereas, all right, we won the period one nothing, based on these adjustments. I don't think they were expecting to score five fucking goals, but it happened. So, and go ahead. And, and I don't think that's why Todd Reardon. Like, I don't think he switched to try to win the game. I think it was more of what you just said exactly. Try to give the team something, to get oh. a response out of your team. Yeah, and the the third one that I was gonna say was that. That game was more like a two to one game. They got two lucky bounces. Yeah, lucky they, did. they did. So they they could have gone into that period thinking, it's this is a two one game. It's not really a four one game. They're not outplaying us that bad. They got two bounces off of our own players, uh, and they obviously felt that they were in it. I th- so yeah, that was that was the three things that I thought accounted for all those changes. Yeah, for sure. Um, so Carl Haglin, he tucks one, second game in a row, and it's an early one, 233 into the third, to be precise, and you're feeling good. It's the third line uh, performing. It's very quick into the period. You're like, all right, we got a chance. Uh, three minutes later, Ovi the God, his third straight multi-goal game, the first time in his career doing so. Um, so with that goal, he not only, like I just mentioned, first time in his career gets three straight multi-goal games, which is kind of a wild stat. He is the GOAT, and then, but he also passes Lemieux for 10th all-time on that one. Yeah, that's old-school Ovi right there, just the between-the-legs. Vintage. Little little play, and he just threw it at the net. Didn't even fucking try. I think he just threw it. Rookie just tried season. to get he's, somewhere. Well, yeah. he's buzzing down that left side, and that's when he kind of does his patented leans in, one hand on the stick, and just kind of forces it, and it goes off the defenseman's back of his leg, and it's in the net, top R- shelf. Rookie season highlight there. Yeah, literally just driving hard and wide on the left side, and then just fucking pitter-patter the pucks in the net. Yeah, these past three games, we've been harping on it. He's looked like, you just said, rookie season. Yeah, All the goals. Looks better, apparently, like since that's the first time he's ever done that, yeah. right. which is nuts. Um, um, we then get an Orlov bomb. That trickles in. That goal later, though, however, gets changed to a Tom Wilson-credited goal, his 14th of the season. I didn't really see the tip there or why the need for change, but I guess I didn't look hard enough. So after that, Vrana unassisted, coming from the right side, driving the net. Good guys up 5-2 to two with 2.30 left in the game, and holy fuck, let's go. 5-4. 5-4, five, sorry. 5-4, five, and we're feeling good. Yeah, that was a sick play by Oshie. Uh, yep. Bucket right there at the blue line. 
Yep. Right, he did that one-on-one of the defenseman, won the battle. Vrana comes in, steals the puck, and goes in. And just lethal, lethal shot. shot. Lethal shot. He ripped that one, just posting in. And he's a, he's a far side shooter. That's what I love about him. I mean, if he's coming on the left, he's shooting right. If he's coming down the right, he's shooting left. Yep. Uh, so Islanders pull their goalie. OV gets the puck at the blue line. Uh, we'll talk about your tweet, AB. But he just kind of, I mean, he shakes Pulak. Pulak drops his jock at center ice, pots the empty netter, another hat trick, third time in his career with consecutive hatties, 34 on the season, and all of a sudden he's only three behind Pasta and tied for Yeiserman at ninth all time. So, yeah. Ovi hat trick. Oh. Nice little stutter step move there. Eight yeah. goals in three games. Again, <laughs> again, he's looking like his old – like that. He doesn't – when was the last time he pulled a move off like that? That's – yeah. Yeah, I mean – he might usually he might have just like shot it. Yeah, just try to shoot it through. Yeah, but he like knew the defensive was coming. Yep. Yeah, he's a little, little silky. He shook him. I mean, AB tweeted it like I said. He's like, I love this strategy of just always putting Ovi on the ice with empty nets. Yeah, because we're here to catch Gretzky. Yep. Um, Islanders they tweet out like we mentioned in the birds the taste birds silly goal with the one hundred emoji and they try to troll the crap troll troll the caps, but that tweet quickly deleted after the game. Damn. Yeah, I mean. Don't come at, don't poke the bears. You can't, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Yeah, Ovi, Ovi got poked a couple of times and the caps got poked. <laughs> so we mentioned it. Sammy Key comes in. He stops seven to seven uh, in the third. One or two of them were pretty impressive, like close right in there. In the first like five minutes of the period, trying to get a feel for everything because you haven't seen a puck since warm ups, which was well over an hour and a half ago, two hours ago. So his ninth straight road win, the only goaltender in NHL history to do so. Yeah, he's. Pretty fucking good. Yeah, man. he I mean, is not first in the he's league. Having a good season. First in the league in sure. goals against average uh, for goalies with at least 16 games played, 2.06 uh, to be precise. And yeah, he comes in and he gets a win off of that because the Caps made a massive comeback. And, and to get in to get into the goalie con- or conversation. Con- not con- yeah, okay. not, I like the use of the c word there. Um, to get into that conversation though, I think. I mean, I, I've been saying it the entire time, this entire podcast, like, don't get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes up. Like, just settle your expectations a little bit. I think the reason why he's doing this well is having Hopi, honestly. I think hope, having Hopi as, like, not your like as your guy in front of you. Right. The pressure of, falls on Hopi before it'll fall on Exactly. For sure. Off. Exactly. So he's kind of just, like, He's not expected chilling. to do this. He's just yeah. doing it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know? And... And it's kind of like hope he's on his contract year, so he's got all the pressure right now. And same as that, he's that got nine hundred k just kicking at his feet, <laughs> trying to get inside the net. So Caps have now won seven games this season when trailing after two periods. Second in the NHL behind the Dallas Stars, eight. And that's I mean, that's we we're never out of a game. No, we're never out of a game. So that's the last that's the last I got until we get in some segments. You guys got any final touches on those uh, three games that you want to throw in before we get into some goat facts and some unleashed the fury and capstar of the week? Um, what do you guys think they do for the rest of the year for goalies? We'll see. Uh, we can get into that. I actually talked about that. We can do that if you want. But I was gonna say, I say we don't go too hard into it, right? Because, like you said, we I mean, just we probably we're, spent. We're I mean, here. we spent like twenty minutes with Tara going into it. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about it. Kyle wasn't. Yeah, there. go ahead. <laughs> like I, I'm just saying, what do, what do you think? Like, do you think they're gonna finish first in the Metro going into the All Star uh, breaks? Pretty much the half. I think. Yeah. You think they're gonna finish first? No like, doubt. Who you think is gonna be the starting goalie going into the playoffs? Uh, no clue to be honest. Yeah, I think. It all depends. I think we got it's, three hard months left. Right. I think if if Holpe gets back to being Holpe, then I think Holpe does. If yeah. not, 
if he's still kind of struggling like this, I think they play it on a game by game basis. Well, I think going after this All Star break, you're gonna you're gonna ride Samsonov. You're gonna get. I think you should give him the keys. You think so? And see what he does. So what I think, I, that's kind of what we did with uh, Grubauer in 2018. We gave him yeah. a little Yo, stretch. No, no, for where sure, we for gave sure. him we the gave, keys. I think from like March till till right up to the game two of the playoffs or game three of the playoffs. Yeah, he got he had the starting role. He earned it. Right. Um, for him being a rookie. I don't know if they want to let him roll or not. You know what I mean? Well, you you were just saying, don't you want to put a little pressure on him? Maybe yeah. this is a, a way to do it. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But I think I don't know. I think I think going fifty fifty almost the rest of the way. I think might be a good idea. Just for both goalies. Yeah, I would. That's yeah. what I would do. I mean, um, even if you're yeah, if if even if it's a ten game stretch, one goes six, one goes four. But maybe you, this is thing. why I hope he's not performing. Maybe he's he needs like. A role, a role. He needs a role. Like play a lot of the games. That's how he gets hot. That's how he's been hot. Every time you look when he's had a career year, what has he done? Played a shit ton of games, sixty some games. Yeah, when he has a career year. But uh, then playoffs coming. I guess I guess we can't really blame playoff losses on him because he always shows up for playoffs no matter what. He did. Yeah. So I guess that's a good point. But I don't know. Um, I I said this before the Tark um, interview. I said I think they might go fifty fifty the rest of the way. Um, he he kind of said he they might they just will go on a game by game basis in the interview, um, maybe even series by series when we get to the playoffs. Like when you get to the playoffs, you've, we've seen teams certain teams s- split goalies. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you think that there's any chance they do that? I don't think it'll be successful. You don't it think it so? all nope. depends. It all depends. I mean, cause like Sammy's got Carolina's number this year, and I, mean, I it's weird. I mean, look at the Penguins that. They had Flurry start uh-huh. up in like almost halfway through, and then Murray went rest of the way. They they won you the just, cup. You just no, I think it'll be a situation like that, but I don't think it'll be ever be a situation in the playoffs where they're gonna go. Oh, you play this game. You play this game. You oh play no, this yeah, game. No, 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 no. Okay, no, no, no. okay. yeah. It's I just, thought you were going a different track. We there. have a we have a long hard three months ahead of us, and at, even uh, even a month from now, we could be sitting here saying, God, hope he's playing so well. Yeah. I, well, I wouldn't yeah. even fathom the fact of putting Samson all in. So you never right. know, because even February, for, we mentioned that three-game road trip. They're going on to Colorado, Phoenix, and Arizona. We have Pittsburgh like four yeah. times in a month, yeah. it seems like. so. Um, well, one last question is, going into, like, say, this is just like a hypothetical. Say we lose a game like 5-4 to four in the playoffs. Do you think he switches goalies? No, if it's a and if they're like there's like two or three questionable goals, no. uh, that that's what it'll depend on know. the questionable questionable goals. If your know. defense is playing lights out and he's fluttering fucking puck, like pucks in from the blue line, do you think he maintains? He stays the course, or do you think he sh- switches it up? That's who knows. It's Todd too. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Todd, Uncle Todd is crazy. Yeah. Uh, one last thing I want to point out is uh, I want to predict I think OV will finish with 60 60 oh hell that's a bold, yeah bold prediction <laughs> I think he's how many get to games 60. are left less than he's on pace for 55 there's 38 they've left? played 49 they played 49 games he's on pace for 55 right now okay he's okay. pick up pace a little bit I maybe. mean anything maybe over 50 I'm I think fine 60 with. baby 60 so what does pasta finish with 59 Oh, no, he's going to be over 60. I think oh, Ovi shit, finishes man. like third in the NHL. Shit. Behind Matthews? And could be Matthews. Pasta. Somebody else could pop 55 up. goals, he's going to finish third? I don't know. Or 60 goals and still finish third? Yeah. That's, that's, that's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, this year's been crazy. <laughs> I don't know. It has, has been crazy. It has been crazy. Uh, so let's, with that, that, all that being said, let's kick this over to Goat Facts because we've got some new ones and some good ones. <laughs> 
All right, GoFacts time, the first one here. Over the last decade from 2010 to 2019, I'm sure everybody has seen this, Ovechkin netted the most game-winning goals at 70, 15 more game winners in second place. Phil Kessel, Steve Stamkos, and Brad Marchand at 55 game-winning goals each. For active players? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just over the, just over that decade. Over the last decade, he had the most at 70. Uh, the next few guys were at 55 each. A lot of game winners. He's clutch. He's yeah. clutch. I mean, you yeah. ever say he's not clutch? Suck it. Well, when you score so many fucking goals, they're uh, bound to be bound game winners. to be game winners. Yeah. And like during, if you're winning a five-one game, he just gets the second, third, and fourth. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably gonna. Well, being the most winningest team in that decade, you got to have a guy that's kind of up there, right? Yeah. Yeah. With for sure. Game-winning goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, go fact number two: Azalea bushes are poisonous to goats. I don't know what Azalea bushes are. It's like some kind of bush. Oh. It's a type of bush. I think they have them at Augusta National. I think they're famous there. Oh, uh, so no goats there. No, no goats. Definitely, definitely no goats there. Uh, goat fact Not number even Tiger? Th- Tiger's Ooh. a goat. Mm, he is a goat. Yeah. I don't think he's allergic, though. Yeah, hopefully not. <laughs> uh, uh, so since entering the league, uh, Ovechkin has more hat tricks, 26, than four other teams. The Avalanche, 24. Wild and Devils at 19. And Vegas at four, which... People did complain about, like, oh, my God, they've only been a team for three years. Well, sent, fine. Uh, since Vegas became a team, Ovechkin has nine hatties to the Golden Knights four. Damn. Oh, wow. So, so suck on that. He doubles that. <laughs> so suck on that. Uh, so last thing, that could be why they fired Gallant. They saw the Ovechkin versus Vegas hat trick stats and maybe said, fuck it. Pull that's, the cord. That's a, that's a bold Pull move to base that off of. So last thing here, last go fact. Before coins were used for money, goats were traded for silver because they were so valuable. I'll trade you four gold. I'll give you four goats for your daughter. Well, I mean, that type of trade, or <laughs> what do you think? You said silver, not a daughter. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> if they're that popular and they were that valuable, it's like, can I trade you three goats for your attractive daughter? Well, we're goats, so dude, popular. you're so about Ovi and the goats. You should definitely like start a whole website petitioning uh, Ovi's statue in front of Capital One Arena to be like, you know that on picture? top of a goat. No, you know the no, pic- the riding picture? a goat or his bottom half of no, his torso. No, the picture where goat. he's petting the dog in the water. Oh, in he's Russia. washing the dog. But, but it's a goat. Washing he's the he's goat? petting the dog. He's petting if the I goat. saw an Ovi statue, I'd much rather have it. I think be bottom torso goat, top Ovi goat man. Goatman. Uh, Watch the goat. Next segment here, we have some Unleashed the Fury. It's time to unleash the Fury! All right, Unleashed the Fury time. The Caps, as we all know, three-game heater, undefeated since our last episode. So this week's Unleashed the Fury comes courtesy of the retaliation to one tweet and one tweet only. Uh, the Capitals tweeted out, four to one Islanders. Uh, and then came the frustrated fan base. So let's take a look at some of the best and brightest minds the internet has to offer, shall we? So first one, Holpe, dot, dot, gets the Caps first cup and save the decade. Caps fans, thanks. We'll give you a great standing O in your first game back next year. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's, that kind of sounds accurate. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> pretty accurate. Yeah, thanks. Uh, next one here. Caps never win in early games or with Hope being net. Only thing worse that could have happened is if we were also wearing our third jerseys. I mean, I don't... It's whatever. I mean, I got to throw some bad ones in there because, like, the next one, very good. Kuznetsov and Orlov should both go find a warm seat in the press box. Orlov has bad decision and has bad decision making in a softest baby shit on the puck while Kuzi never shows up consistently. Okay, that's pretty pretty inaccurate. Did you, I mean, I think we talked about it last episode that Kuzi was on an eight or nine game point streak. Yeah, he's our most consistent player this year. Um, 
A lot of goals. Yeah, and Orlov, a lot of assists. Orlov is one of the best open ice hitters in the game. He's actually pretty fucking tough on the puck. When he wheels around his back of his own net, when they have that forecheck, I mean, he's fucking gone. Um, I don't know about, like... No, even in the uh, offensive zone, like, he, he'll... Sneak in like down from the fucking point. Uh huh. He's good at sneaking on that backside. Sometimes he's not even sneaking. Like they pass it back to the D and no, like it. Yeah, he goes he goes around one guy and then cuts to the middle and like figures out like a, a nice like shot right right. And he's got a he's serious cannon of well, a shot. Yeah. Talking about his cannon later on in the same fucking game. Yeah, I rips one. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so this guy <laughs> I mean, like put this guy in a blender. Like, what the fuck is he talking well, about? Well, you think that's bad. Here's the next one. Every cap that refused to go to the White House is gone except Holpe. He should have been traded for that awful display of patriotism, and now he sucks because of it. Serves him right. Because he didn't go to the White House? Uh-huh. Is that the Trump curse? Yeah, I mean, because who did they go? Be. Like, Devontae smith Felly, Brent Connolly, I don't know. So this person is <laughs> might be getting tr- weird. Might be a Trump curse, man. We're not politics, I mean, look, guys. Look at the uh, look at the Golden State Warriors. They didn't go. Look true. at them now. I mean, th- <laughs> we're not politics, <laughs> guys, but <laughs> this doesn't sound accurate to me. We should pull up all the stats on this. Look at the Eagles. Half the Eagles didn't go. Yeah, they fell apart. <laughs> so I, I don't know. Um, next one, Trump, fix the power play. Holy shit, you literally had one job. Sorry, Hold on, time go ahead. We're putting an official Trump curse down. He curses people? He, he curses Trumpers. team. If the team don't, don't show, show up, up. If the teams don't show up the when they win a championship, <sighs> there's, I mean, I don't want to get political. I'm tread, just saying. Tread lightly, at, yeah. Even if you don't like the guy, just suck it up and go. <laughs> yeah, because you, it, it, for the sole benefit of your athletic career. You know who started this all? Fucking Tim Thomas. Fuck Tim Thomas. He didn't want to go to see Obama. Tim Thomas, yeah. He started it all. Now every now everyone does it. Yeah. Sheesh. So, next one, like I said, fix the power play. Holy shit, you literally had one job to do. But just, yeah, accurate. We went to practice Friday, and what they do for 30 minutes? Power play. Yeah. And um, only power play. Yeah, but, like, there was no... When we watched it, there was no, like, urgency behind it. It seemed like they were playing a game. Like, they were all laughing and shit, and, like... What the this fuck? is pretty much just 30 straight minutes of power play, and then all the guys are gassed. You know what? Think about it now. I hope the Caps are just like, yeah, we're just going to make our power play suck. Fuck all the NHL players. And then just like <laughs> whip out this sick-ass power play right I mean, before the playoffs. Like pull a Belichick. Like, with like Dow. Don't, don't show everything all season long. And just pull it out I mean, Tark, Tark mentions that. He's like, if if it's... If it's not going by March, don't then you worry can start now. Worrying. Yeah. Worry in March. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last one here. So wow. It could be. Could Todd, be. Todd could be yeah. smarter than we think. Yeah. Last one. Well, chess. I would imagine he's, he's playing chess, not checkers out here, man. Yes. He wow. Cap's pup drives all the way to New York, and you guys can't even put a lick of effort in. I hope Cap and Poots poops and all of your skates. Poor dog. Poor dog was up there, but hey, he enjoyed the game. Cap's win. Yeah, um, captain was up there, baby. Cap's pup. If he, yeah, I think the captain. I thought he, I saw a video of captain whooping the crap out of the other puppy. I think he was more so humping, <laughs> <Or> humping <laughs> the whatever. Islanders' dog. Dominating. He was trying to mount the he, Islanders' dog in, in the dog just world. Like he, captain, mounted the comeback. Well, in the dog world, that is dominating. Yeah, domination, dominating your opponent. That's you marking your territory. Marking your Yeah, you're the top dog. <laughs> but he was mounting the caps' comeback potentially. Yeah. Yeah, I was just trying to get his dick wet. He just you know said, hey, when players we own this spot. Players yeah. go out there for a fight, get the boys all rallied up. I think Cap the players must saw that. Pulls his hog out and starts trying to mound the Islanders. Boys, guys excited during you the know, second little red rocket. You know, he's like, wow. The boys see that at intermission, like, wow. Captain really dominated that dog though, like that. Let's go out here and dominate these fools. I mean, freaking boner dogs. You boner know I mean? dogs. Uh, last thing we have here, Cap Star of the Week. Uh, we have three. 
AB, let's start with you. I think two of them are obvious, and then one is, I don't think not so obvious, but it's a good pick. So, Ovi, or AB, I called you Ovi. Oh. But, uh, AB, why don't you start? Mine is the not obvious pick. Um, we'll go with Carl Haglin here. Hags. Uh, Carl. Good to see so you. So good to see you. Uh, yeah, he's finally gotten, like, he was snake bit a little bit. I mean, he only had, like, one, one goal. goal coming in yeah. this week. I think he got two this week. Um, one and another called Could back. Could add another. The third line is rolling right now. Um, yeah, Carl Haglin. Uh, he's he's scores my scores twice, and he's been playing. I mean, as we said, just and insane. Crucial. That was a crucial goal. Yeah, and oh yeah, massive. Game. You notice how yeah. better. Well, the we one play? that got called off was to break the scoring in the game prior. Yeah. So I mean, that's big too. Is breaking the scoring wide open? Except yeah. fuck you, Obi did it. Sorry. Yep. But uh, like, how good that third line's just been playing. Oh, just so like, good. Every They're time, so good. Their shutdown line. Right. Every time we're uh, on a roll, that third line's showing out. Yep, they're, they're, well, the past what those three games, or at least the Devils and the Islanders games, uh, Uncle Todd had third line versus the other opponents first line, every game, all game. Yeah, I they mean, were shutting them down. They're a great shutdown line. And Not it's, that it's awesome. To I have. don't take too much merit into that because what's the first line for the Islanders and the Devils compared to say when we get out All Star break and it's the first line versus or the third line versus the first line of the Penguins and shit like that. But yeah, we'll see. So KP, who is your Capitals star? Of the week. Uh, I think it's the obvious <clears throat> one. Alex Ovechkin had two goals, Carolina, three goals against the Devils, three goals against the Islanders, eight goals in three games, number eight with eight. So uh, who else? Number eight. <laughs> number eight with eight goals. And I mean, that's a good ratio. And eight goals he is games. Eight, eight goals away from 700. Not bad. He's at 692, tied with uh, Stevie Y, ninth all time in the NHL. Uh, I mean, the guy's been on fire. I think he says yes. Yeah, Stevie Y is right here. The bobblehead. Oh, Stevie, Stevie Y, said y. Yes. he's on the table shaking that head. Yes, thank but you. But I think he uh, he's definitely got to be number one star. He uh, yeah, I think he fine. was NHL he was the star NHL of the <laughs> week. He definitely <laughs> yeah. rallied this team to three fucking faux show nice ass wins. Yeah, he, so. that's what you th- want out of your captain. These are three OV slash Sammy wins. Yeah, we, yeah. So there it is, my star, Sammy. Saves, print the shirt, Sammy Big saves, 3 0 week for the kid, turns away 62 of 64, first career shutout, comes in cold off the bench on that on the island in the third, stops every shot, and yeah, hashtag that's my starter. I'm gonna leave it at that. Oh, all right. Um, yeah, hashtag that's Hope, my starter. What did Hopey play 40 minutes uh, during these three games, letting four goals? Yeah, during Sammy, uh, two in. full games and then one period, <laughs> yeah. two goals. So that's it for the Caps. we have anything else we want to touch on real quick uh, before we get out of here? Yeah, I got some NHL news and notes and bronze bets. Nice, nice. Okay. <laughs> we were going to skip those this week, but onward. We're at like two hours right now. That's all right. I mean, who cares? Okay. Well, we got okay. um, we got the hot teams. We'll go hot or not. Hot teams, we got Tampa, Pittsburgh, Florida, Columbus, and Chicago. Tampa's on a fucking roll right now. What do you think about them, Kyle? That's uh, pretty scary. Yeah. I, exa- I think uh, if you listen back maybe four or five pods ago, we were talking about this maybe happening and how scary it would be. Yeah, I mean, they it's, it's a team that hasn't faced – they haven't faced any adversity yet. Um, or they were facing adversity, but they hadn't last year. That's why they got bounced in the first round. And, yeah, it's – they're, I think they're going to be the scariest team going into the playoffs. Pittsburgh's right up there. Crosby's back. Um, Pittsburgh's on a roll now since Crosby came back. I mean, they were on a roll before Crosby even came back, so they're even, they're pretty scary too right now. Much rather be a team that's on fire than a team that's been in first since October. Yeah. Um, so the playoffs, the playoff picture right now is starting to get pretty chalky. Pretty, 
pretty much what we all was thought was going to happen. I mean, Pittsburgh's Pittsburgh again. Tampa's back to being Tampa. Boston's leading the way, and the Caps. I mean, those those are the four juggernaut teams. Um, the surprising hot team here, is Chicago. Chicago's two points out of a playoff spot. They're seven two and one in their last ten games, or something like that, and they're 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 heating up right now. Yeah, uh, but over like the past about what three years maybe they've kind of fallen off. I think from that pedestal they were at, yeah, maybe around like the 2010, yeah. 2012. They've definitely era. fallen off a little bit. They don't have the defense, right? So um, you think that's something they can keep consistent? Uh, I don't know. We'll see. I kind of it goes goes on the backs of Jonathan Taze and Patty Kane. Obviously, I mean, uh, I'll get into Jonathan Taze a little bit too. But the cold teams, the Islanders, they've slowed down a lot. Uh, they are at, running at a 500 pace since December 1st. They're like 12, 12, and 3. Um, Philly, Philly's slowing down a bit. Um, I don't know what they, – they always tend to slow down a bit, and then they ramp it back up mid-February, March. So What you hate to see, what yeah. Penguins do all the time. Yep, exactly. So, I mean, they're going to be fighting for a wild-card spot the entire time. Um, and the Winnipeg Jets, they've slowed down too. They're out of a playoff spot right now, but they're fighting for a wild-card mm-hmm. spot. There's, there's like – eight different teams fighting for a wild card spot uh, when you combine both. <coughs> yeah, isn't there like a ton of teams tied with like 57 points right yeah, now? Yeah, f- there's, yep. there's like I think Three around in the like Pacific alone, yeah. 12 to 14 teams that are at, sitting at like 56 to 58 points, which is ridiculous. So, I mean, it's going to be a fun last couple of months to for see. Sure. Um, three stars of the week. We'll get through these quick. Third star, like I mentioned, Jonathan Taze for Chicago. Uh, three goals, six assists, nine points in four games played. Uh, he reached 800 points in his career. So uh, stick taps to Jonathan Taze. I mean, people have been saying he's been slowing down, but this year he's he's kind of shut them up. Um, him and Patty Kane are kind of just carrying the uh, the Blackhawks to hopefully a playoff spot for them. Um, tough. Yeah, it's definitely gonna be tough. I mean, the Western Conference, like they're they're pretty loaded this year. There's a lot of superstardom over there. Um, but second star, fucking Elvis Merzlikens. I don't know if I who he plays in the league. Yeah, I, I've cool. never heard of him. What team? Columbus Blue Jackets goalie. Oh wow, yeah. So it's gonna be a no name. He went three and zero, two shutouts. Uh, 0.67 goals against average, 0.982 save percentage, 107 saves on 109 shots. Um, Columbus is one, also one of those hot teams that are step, stepping up here uh, coming into the All-Star break. They're in a wild, wild card spot right now. I think we are right set now. To play them? Yeah, we're set to play them right now. Which, talking which Columbus? Was, yeah. yeah. Well, talking about their goalies real quick, I saw something uh, actually on the tweeter today that uh, they don't. they have three goalies on the roster and they don't even pay those three goalies combined three million to where yeah Barbowski was making whatever like the fuck 10. he was making yeah he's getting like 10 and they're getting 5. better goaltending right now yeah they're getting way better goaltending too it's not even close right they have uh, between those two they what'd you say they had the third best save percentage in the league or something right between their two goalies I mean it's ridiculous uh, that's a Tortorella team yeah you know that's that's how all Tortorella nobodies. yeah and first star of the week pretty obvious Alex Ovechkin, eight goals in mm-hmm. three games, eight mm-hmm. points, back-to-back Hatties, three months we already went through, oh, through it all, past Timu, past Mario, tied Stevie. I think most impressive was first time with uh, three consecutive multi-goal games. Yeah, I can't believe that hadn't happened yeah, before. Yeah, three in a row. I mean, how how he's got like 140 multi-goal games in his career. He doesn't have three of those like back-to-back-to-back. To back to back. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, crazy. I mean, what is he? Four, Almost. 14, 14 years into the season or into his career. 
Yeah, I mean, almost 30, 700 goals. You think it would happen more than once. Yeah, yeah. 34 years We're old. We're a goal away from it this week. Yep. Um, so, yeah, that that pretty much covers the NHL news and notes. I just had hot and cold teams this week. Uh, you, got, you got through all those, uh, all the ones, the random news, like the... Mm-hmm. Cro- the Vegas, yeah, Crosby being back. Oh, Kane did hit a thousand points. Stick taps down. Oh well. yeah, last night. American. Um, yep. Sunday night. Yep. So yeah, should be should be an interesting second half of the season here coming up. Yeah, we'll start getting some clarity here towards hopefully the end of February. We'll see what happens. Yep. <laughs> Go so that, Caps. That's about it. Next. That's about that's about it with the NHL news and notes. Bronze Bucks. Oh, Bronze Bucks. No, nah, there wasn't. I was gonna do Bronze Bucks, but. Uh, there's only like four games this week. Yeah, everybody's been oh, tweeting me. They're wait, tired of there, losing money. Wait, when is the All Star game? Uh, I think it's next Sunday. Oh, okay. yeah. Te- yeah, so we'll take next week's down. episode and we'll just kind of break down how the All Star game went. We'll kind of spotlight each Caps guy, how they did in skills competitions and whatnot. Speaking of the All Star game, we'll end it with this. Ah, do we? <laughs> I mean, I'm just digressing back to Holpe and him being an All Star game goalie. And it's like. Yeah, I mean, can we cancel that and can we start a GoFundMe? Yeah, Not that he needs it to send the Caps goalie on vacation instead of the All Star game. Right, to save us, yeah. clear his mind. Point eight nine seven. Point eight nine seven. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, said, one six in his last seven. So he, I, I mean, when the voting was happening, he was actually. I think he was playing well before then. Yeah, decent. He was, decent he was enough, riding which, the John Carlson. Craziness, success, and we were winning all yeah. the time. Yeah, yeah, and he, yeah, he had a lot of wins. His record still looks good, but his goals against average and save percentage doesn't look great. Anybody, I could have a good record on this team. Yeah, but so anybody got anything else before we get out of here and see everybody on Thursday? Yeah, uh, see you guys Thursday for the local puck. Yep, yeah, local puck and Wilmer Scoop back on Thursday. So we'll see you then. Enjoy the All Star game. Peace, peace, boys.